1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania podcast. I'm back after being incredibly poorly and man sick, but thank you to Garth and Chris for taking the helm and letting completely unbridled chaos reign. How are you, lads?
0: Not for nothing. Last week was one of the most fun podcasts I've ever been part of. <laughs> we just you know,
2: giggled all our way through it. But, uh, the shackles were off. <laughs>
1: Is that what I am to you? Am I shackles <laughs> to you two? To Obviously, be fair, you
0: you said before we came on, we need to actively make this um, not incredibly long. So that is kind of shackles. You can't deny that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you have a point. But the <laughs> thing is, we've had literally, th- since we've started this new format, which I think we can all agree is better, I think, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely, you know, more manageable. I say manage- I say bite-sized chunks, but all three fucking podcasts have been
0: two hours plus. <laughs> so... I like I- how, like, one week it was like, okay, Chris isn't on, we'll make it a short one this week. I get home and I see you've uploaded a two-hour podcast. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I don't it's quite understand. Me. I don't understand how that happened. Also, we never found out who went
0: to go and see. Oh, I went to see a guy called Sean McGowan. He's really good. Shin Sean McGowan. Sean McGowan. <laughs>
1: hello and welcome to the chris says something completely inappropriate so we can't fucking use it part of the podcast at this point chris decided to tell a terrible joke and therefore we couldn't use it and rob had to spend a lot of his time editing the fucking thing out so thank you for that chris and hopefully now you can enjoy the rest of the podcast Mate, you have you have got thirty seconds, just quiet time now, quiet wow. contemplation time, whilst me and Garth, the grown ups of the podcast, <laughs> talk about a suitable punishment. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we do not condone the actions of Chris. We do not condone the words of Chris, and he will be suitably punished when we can think of something to do. But not that
2: mentioned Tai Chi in this whole
1: podcast.
0: But he had he's had matches. I have I don't to. Care.
1: Yeah, I'll talk about Tai Chi. It's fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, moving swiftly on from the rather awkward segue that Chris tried to plant into the podcast. (laughs) This is already going horrifically wrong. Um, This has been an absolutely mental week for wrestling. Everything from a WWE pay-per-view that apparently was booked on the fly by the WCW booking committee. Um, (laughs) You'd got every day, apparently, there was another New Japan event. And just all sorts of ridiculous things going on in the world of wrestling. So we're going to try and review all these things. So just a little bit of a rundown. We're going to go through the Ring Rope Roundup in a moment, which is definitely my favourite bit. We're then going to review The Raw and Smackdown very, very, very briefly from last week, heading into Fastlane. I am the only person at the time of recording who's actually watched Fastlane. So what I'll do is I'll pick out certain matches. We'll give our star ratings um after we've seen it i know chris and are interested so it will be me and garth but we'll put our match ratings on the website then me and chris will discuss the new japan anniversary event and the first round of the new japan cup which culminated today garth will then discuss impact and in his own words nothing happened and then we'll watch match of the week and we'll look at the Wrestling Classic, where we'll go through the three WrestleMania matches we picked for this week. There's a lot to get through, guys.
2: Yeah,
1: so yeah you could say that's, that. that's not 30 seconds, Chris. You need to keep quiet. It's more
2: um, <laughs> than 30
0: seconds.
1: <laughs> so, right. It's time to start this podcast. For real, you know what time it is, lads. It's
2: music time. It's
1: music time. Did I is... get
0: music last week?
1: Yes, you did get music last week. Did I? Yes, I haven't
0: listened to the podcast yet.
1: It's all right, neither have I. Um, (laughs) It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Ring Rope Roundup. Hit the music! Harlem Heat are the latest inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2019, with Booker T becoming a two-time Hall of Famer, having been inducted himself in 2013. King Kong Bundy sadly passed away this week at the age of just 61, with unfortunately no further details announced about his death. He is perhaps best known for his main event match with Hulk Hogan inside a cage at WrestleMania 2. Ex-manager of Kayentai, Wally Yamaguchi, passed away this week at the age of 60 after a lengthy illness. He is, unfortunately, probably best known for trying to cut off Valvinas' penis. <laughs> Brie Bella has announced she will be retiring from in-ring competition. Finn Balor will defend the Intercontinental Championship tonight on WWE Raw against Bobby Lashley. Current NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, has undergone surgery for his neck and will be out for 9-14 to 14 months mean that he will have to vacate the NXT Championship. Luke Harper returned finally to active competition at a WWE live event in New York this week, defeating Mojo Rawley. Alexander Wolf made an appearance at WXW 16 carat Gold Night 2, answering an open challenge from Marius Al Anni in a losing effort. Trevorly and ACH have now both debuted at separate NXT house shows. WWE and Jim Ross have announced that they will part ways after 23 years, with rumours abundant of Ross's imminent deal with All Elite Wrestling. Sticking with All Elite Wrestling, some small news coming out of that camp this week as Ace Romero becomes the latest person added to the over budget Battle Royal at double or nothing. Ring of Honour, now. I. What have I written here? Can't even read that. Ring of Honour have basically. <laughs> For the 17th anniversary show, have made official the match between Silas Young and Jonathan Gresham. Moving on to the G1 Supercard show at Madison Square Garden, more matches have been announced with Ishimori defending his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Dragon Lee and Bandido, and the Ring of Honor Rumble will occupy the pre-show. Moving on to New Japan, and Jushin Thunder Liger has announced his retirement from active competition from the fourth of January, twenty twenty, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. After what will have been over thirty years of wrestling experience, he is without doubt one of the greatest wrestling competitors of all time. As previewed on the anniversary show, Al Fantasma will debut in New Japan, aligning with the Bullet Club. Pre-sale for New Japan Royal Quest in London will take place on the 12th of March, that is tomorrow at 12pm, with the most expensive tickets costing £120 and the cheapest around £30. The G1 schedule has been announced with the final and block finals taking place at Budokan Hall once again on the 10th, 11th and 12th of August, with the opening day taking place on July 6th from the American Airlines Centre in Dallas, Texas. To pro wrestling and now where Kaito Kiyomaya defeated Naomichi Marafuji to retain his GHC Heavyweight Championship on Sunday at Great Voyage in Yokohama. The same show where Eddie Edwards was unsuccessful in his bid to capture the GHC Tag Team Championships alongside Masa Kitamaya. And finally, a Super Strong Style 16 news with the addition of Jordan Devlin, Aerostar and Chris Ridgeway. But none of that matters, guys, because guess what? It's all Fake. It doesn't matter. Wrestling's not real.
0: What? Are you telling me Undertaker hasn't died ten times?
1: Not only am I telling you that, I'm also telling you that him and Kane
0: aren't brothers. Right. Okay. So Jimmy Wang Yang. Well, he is a cowboy. Joey Wang's penis is actually that powerful. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um.
1: So. Speaking just very, very generally about this whole Ronda Rousey thing, which has the entire of Twitter in a buzz. Some people are in absolute, just in an absolute fury with it, calling <laughs> it's Ronda It's getting quite embarrassing now, calling Ronda Rousey out for basically you wanted to do this since you were a child. It's called a work. I mean, it's it's not the best. If I'm perfectly honest, it's it's not the <laughs> the most well worked. It's it's not a pipe bomb. No, it's That it certainly no. isn't. It basically comes across like a petulant child. Whereas it sounds CM Punk's like,
2: part it sounds on, like she's slagging off an ex boyfriend or a mate. Yeah,
0: it, it looks it like an Instagram It doesn't help story. That in the video she was getting her makeup done.
2: Is no, she drunk as well? She's, she's kind of slurred. I think that's
0: just how she looks.
2: Oh. <laughs> she does look drunk a lot <laughs> I of the time. wasn't talking
0: about her
1: look. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just. I will get into this a bit more when we get into Fast Lane, but I'm, I'm getting fed up of this feud now. I think they've gone all round the reek in to try and get to a very, very, very simple stipulation. And to be perfectly honest, I think fast lane has been more of an issue than it's actually been worth. And again, we'll get into that in a moment because I just I think with the build up to Fast Lane, you've sort of we've just taken away from this feud. If you're gonna have Becky arrested keep her off TV for a bit, because the pop will be enormous when she turns mm-hmm. up. She doesn't have to be on TV every week. And, you know, this match, well, we'll go into that very, very shortly. Is there anything in the news, guys, that you want to talk about?
0: Can we talk about Liger for a second?
1: I think yeah. it's only appropriate.
0: Because, oh, wow, what a career. It's mad, it's mad to me, but I don't think he's held the junior title since 1999. And I thought stole. it was around
1: 2000, yeah.
0: And he's still sort of considered one of the best, and it's like amazing because he used to do all like the high flying shit, but now like since like 1997, he's been doing the um, technical stuff, and he's really fucking good at it, and it's elongated his career immeasurably. He's always been
2: technically sound, like really really (laughs) good. Like even when he sort of first, I remember seeing him when he first sort of hit WCW, and it was like what the fuck, who's this? Like him and Mysterio were like like from a different planet.
0: He's he's one of those wrestlers who, despite the fact he never really made it to WWE, you recognize the mask. Yeah. Like, they'll use it every time we talk about WCW Cruiser
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And one of my very, very first matches that I ever watched was, is it Ligovus? Ligovus is Pillman. And it's a great match. Mm -hmm. Which one? Oh, I can't remember now. It was a very, very long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I just, I remember watching Liger and like you say, the mask is so striking. It's similar to, mm-hmm. you know, the shoulder pads of the Legion of Doom. You know, mm-hmm. y- you don't necessarily need to know about wrestling to see. Except Liger can work. Well, yeah, except Liger can work. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to what you said, he's one of the greatest juniors of all time and definitely one of the great greatest wrestlers of all time. One of the most you... iconic.
0: He's sort of in that second wave of Junior, because, like, you have Tiger Mask and Dynamite, and then you have, sort of, Liger and Ultima. Yeah. It's sort of, like, in that second wave where they really fucking, the shit hit the fan, and it's amazing. It's funny as well,
2: I know, like, like it's funny how many of those that Chris Jericho's crossed paths with, he always talks about these people.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, um, had- well, Chris oh, Jericho once played evil and Liger.
2: He did. Yeah. White Liger.
0: Have you seen that match? It's awful.
1: I've seen him not being able to see out of the mask. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is dreadful, and they just flips off the fans, and it's never seen again. Yeah, um, and
0: you, apparently, the like, tiger think... fucking chewed him out about it. It's amazing.
2: I think it's worth mentioning um, the Harlem Heat induction because I don't think anybody saw that
0: coming. Yeah, because Stevie Ray does not deserve to be in anyone's Hall of Fame. I think it, yeah, if you look
1: at, if you look at Marty Janetti, you know Marty Janetti <laughs> of the Rockers. I think it's safe to say that the closest you've got. To anyone being close to, you know, that polarizing career of Shawn Michaels and Marty Giannetti, it is Stevie Ray and yeah. Booker T. I mean. Because when the, s-
0: when they were Stevie, tag
2: team, Stevie the ta- Ray was the one who was sort of the hot shit. To start with. Yeah. Like when they were a tag team, like Stevie. Ray. it's probably
0: because he was the big guy. Well
2: that's what I mean, yeah.
1: Really? And, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird induction, especially as mm. T has already been inducted in 2013 as a singles competitor.
0: Especially it, when you realise the bulldogs aren't in there.
1: There are a lot of people that aren't in there yeah. that possibly should be. You know, you look at the fact that Coco Beware is in there. You know, there are a lot. There is a lot of talent that deserves to be in there that isn't and probably never will be. Um,
2: but I wonder. I wonder if Hogan will induct them. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) probably not. Probably not.
2: Uh... (laughs) Him and Booker talk the same language.
0: (laughs) That is true. That is true. (laughs) I'm coming for you just someone tackles him off his stage.
1: (laughs) Hogan, man of the people.
0: Uh, So, Rob, what do you think of those New Japan prices?
1: Um, it's not as extortionate as I've heard bandied about about the uh, Dallas show.
0: Oh, the Dallas show was apparently uber expensive, Three, Jesus Christ.
1: 300 pounds. Oh, sorry, 300... Is it $300 for ringside? Or was it more than that? Yeah. Today? $300 for
0: ringside. That, that was a bigger arena, wasn't it? The Copper Box is only like a medium-sized arena.
1: I mean, if you're looking at the cheapest seats, and they are around £30, pounds, obviously, the pre-sales tomorrow, um, mm. I don't think £30 pounds is a bad £30 pounds is
0: fine. £30 pounds um, is cheaper than your cheaper seats at a live event for WWE, so...
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just Just for... Um, just for comparison's sake, you booked our tickets to NXT. Yeah. How much was the NXT UK takeover ringside? Do you know?
0: Um, 70.
1: Okay, so that was 70. And mm-hmm. New Japan is a far more established brand than NXT UK. And that's what, 50 quid yeah. more for ringside? 120 quid for ringside when they've already announced far better talent than their last excursion into the UK. I'd pay 120 quid for ringside. The last
0: excursion into the UK was not a fucking New Japan show.
1: They had I think it is I think it's widely been accepted now that it's not going to be a strong style evolved style it better not be.
0: I was so disappointed at strong style. Jesus.
1: I mean yes, but we were exposed to talents such as Elfant El, Phan, El Phantasmo, who will now be Yeah,
0: but he was already exposed anyway. I don't think it was right for them to pretend to be New Japan to try and throw a crowd.
1: No. No, true, especially when it's people who are already in the RevPro band um brand, people like Ishii, Suzuki and Sabre Jr.
0: Like David like David Starr turning up and it's sort of like you'd never get booked in a fucking New Japan show. You're not the type that New Japan would go for. So I wouldn't mind
1: seeing him in Best of Super Juniors.
0: Who, David Starr? Yeah. Yeah. mate. Yeah, maybe that's probably because I'd probably more expect him than that because the junior division's so anemic, which we'll probably get into later on. Mm. But
1: yeah... Sure yeah. I'm sure we will. I think, but, um, there's a
0: reason Ishimori's is only really taking on legends right now.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: The the, the other one was um, the Jim Ross thing.
2: I, I forgot knew, he was still I, hired. I was just going to see how because he's been doing a lot of the the stuff in New Japan, the sort, of, the tapings and things.
0: I think they're a separate thing because Mauro Ranallo still does commentary outside of WWE. Yeah.
1: I think as well, it's a lot more of a of a legends thing along the same lines as <laughs> what Ger- as um, Jerry Lawler. Um,
0: yeah, he'll, he'll pop up once a mania.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I'm sure he'll, you know, I'm sure he was scheduled to, you know, call a legends mm-hmm. match. I mean, he called um, Reigns versus Taker at WrestleMania 33, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so which I still don't understand why it wasn't Undertaker's retirement match, but there we are. Um, I can't see him being on
0: weekly all elite stuff. I really hope he's not the AEW the commentator because he's fucking... He has not been a good commentator in a very fucking long time. The fucking... difference
1: is... The difference is he doesn't... He openly doesn't give a shit about New Japan. I mean, you listen yeah. to some of those shows and admittedly, yes, it's difficult to tell Show and Yo apart, but you listen to the first show he did or one you of the first... You mixed
0: up Zack Sabre Jr. with Will Ospreay.
1: This is the show I was going to talk about. You look at the G1 special in uh, Long Beach, the first one. I believe it was mixed up Was discos. it his first time commentating for New Japan. Uh, no, he'd been doing it for years before. Oh, on that, that makes it even worse. I mean, he even
0: said that Omega versus Ichigo was the best match he ever called live. And it's of like, yeah, cool, Jim. But like you said, you are getting people mixed up. And Jim Barnett, you're no better. You're making fucking random gay jokes at Juice Robinson's expense. <laughs> Fuck off.
1: Can we just, I think we should end on this little comment. He got Bushy and Evil mixed up. <laughs> you you remember you remember evil, right? Yeah. Poundland Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Bushi, you remember miss- him? The junior luchador? Yeah, he got yeah. those two mixed up and then it's said amazing. apparently that's not Bushy, which is just the greatest line ever. Final thing I just want to go through with you guys. Tomasa Champa. Um yeah. Such yeah. a shame! What a terrible time to go down with this injury.
0: Um, That's I think it's the perfect time because he's missing with these bullshit call-up storylines and he can just come back as a fucking conquering hero and destroy John Cena or something. It's going to be amazing. Hey,
1: how dare you? These call-ups have been pure gold, <laughs> um, he says sarcastically. The thing that I want to talk about now, obviously this completely scuppers... Everything that they were working towards for takeover New York, because as we know, penciled in was Gargano versus Champa, where we are to assume that Gargano finally would have gotten the belt off Champa. Um, obviously, that's not going to happen now, and Champa is going to have to relinquish the belt because, well, I say that, you know, he's going to defend it in those nine to 14 months about the same amount of times as Brock Lesnar is, so maybe they'll <laughs> let him keep it. Um, but say for argument's sake they don't let him keep it. Um, who do you see? As the next NXT champion, Garth first.
2: Well, to start off, I would I'd like it to be like some sort of like a tournament. They're not going to do a tournament, but like a four way. Um, the Dream, Adam Cole, potentially. Well, Gargano, but well, it depends whether he is at the time because is he going to come back down to get the belt to go back up?
0: Well, well, but he he's sort of splitting his time.
2: Yeah, that's right what now. I heard. And maybe have um what do you call him come back if he's not still missing in action. Um Lord Sullivan.
0: Yeah. And just have him go
2: back to NXT for a bit.
0: If they're gonna have a monster in there, I think I'd rather have see Keith Lee be giving this fair shot. I'd rather
2: see uh, I Keith Lee. He's
0: there as well, I
2: but I think it's gotta be either it's gotta be Adam Cole because he's he's done the work down there and he's an established name. I don't think the dream's ready for it yet.
0: I think it's just right for Gagano. Yeah. I like. I think this, that's where the story was going. I think your end goal hasn't changed, just who who he was going to win it from has. And I think in a far away, I think it will still be as meaningful. Like, And you can still have, like Dream, Cole, Lee and Gagano. I think that's a really solid far away. I hope Riddle's in there, just for a Gaff. Yeah. Um Well, to be fair, I was going to mention this,
2: actually, I watched that documentary on Matt Riddle. And I was like, actually, he seems like a decent bloke. There You go, but
0: his gimmick's just <sighs> crap. Are you... you don't, I don't, but I think his gimmick is him, you just don't like him.
2: But that's it in, in a wrestling perspective, it's not a compelling My gimmick. Ma-
0: My friends met Matt Riddle, and he actually messaged him before the show going, I'm really looking forward to seeing you at Discovery. And he just met his back, thanks, bro. He literally just lives for gimmick. <laughs> well, nice, he seemed like a decent bloke, so I can get behind
1: that. It seems at the moment. And again, this hasn't been announced officially yet, but from everything on Twitter and everything that has been building up on um, on NXT TV, it seems to be that Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle will be facing off for the United, uh, sorry, the North American Championship.
2: Um, so has that, so that just been relinquished as well?
0: No, because...
2: Um, Velveteen Dream Wait, took it off Gargona. On? Oh, that's why.
1: Good grief, you're about three champions behind, us.
0: I know. Jesus Christ. Um, The
2: thing is, 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 I watched the highlights for that (laughs) the other day.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) That's brilliant. Um, And, I mean, I'm going to go with Adam Cole as well. I think it needs to be someone established. And the problem is with all these call-ups is that we have very, very few people who are established actually yeah. left in NXT. So we've got Gargano, we've got Adam Cole. Now, do we get someone debuting in that main event? Do we perhaps get a Kushida, for example? I'm thinking... Kushida's not a world champion. He's not, but I didn't think Ricochet was a North American champion the first time he came into the... What's it, but he's still impressed in that match. Could this be a chance to acclimatize people to Kushida? Because not everyone is going to know who he is, but he's a no. fucking good wrestler. So Jeez, he's he a good wrestler,
0: but the problem is he's a bit of a charisma vacuum if he's sort of left about championship for too long.
1: But you won't you won't be the champion. I'm saying that he could be put yeah. in that to, you know, put on a great show in that match. Because yes, yeah. what he lacks in charisma, he makes up for an in ring ab- ability.
0: You know what? I yeah. wouldn't be mad if it was a rumble.
1: I wouldn't be mad if there was a rumble. Um I would be mad if they turn it into WrestleMania four.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that would oh, that no, would just be a that. pain is in the ass just did the like the
0: like a championship ladder match i'd uh, yeah. maybe, maybe what might be cool is have the tournament during access and then the finals at takeover
1: no if i'm if they're going to do a tournament they'll do it properly i mean you've got you how many people well, we don't have the time we have to the, access mate seriously. we have the
0: dusty we have the dusty classic going on so we don't really have time for that yeah exactly
1: um It'll be interesting. I'm sure we'll. Have, I'm sure we'll see Adam Cole challenging for it. I think he should take it. I think it probably will be Gargano. Though I think Chris has got a good point. His. I think it was made for him to turn face, take the belt off uh, Champa, and I think just because Champa's relinquished the belt doesn't
2: change their ultimate end game. I would love it if um, Roderick Strong took took the North American belt and Adam Cole got the NXT Championship and the, had all the belts.
1: I mean, they have said that this is the year of the undisputed era, taking gold. I just assumed it'd be on the main roster. Um, but I don't. Know. I hope they don't. I yeah, don't. I just, I, whatever happens, I'm sure they will pull something out of the bag. They, they must have had an inkling about this because this has plagued Champa for a while. This isn't an injury he's just sustained. Hasn't this been like an ongoing thing for a while, and it's just got to the point where it's too much for him now?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I think it might. I don't think not yeah, think it's sort of a stone cold thing.
1: Yeah, it's some kind of. I'm sure it's some kind of fusion of vertebra or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact injury, but it's it sounds incredibly <laughs> fucking she's painful.
0: He's going to end up looking like uh, Kurt Angle. I was, I'm sorry, I heard fusion and just now you yelled in my head. Oh, you idiot!
1: Um, see, <laughs> when you when you said that, I just thought of Vince McMahon in the um, in the net brace from the steroid trial. That was the image that I got in my head. Final thing, something Kurt, that I Kurt didn't Angle. mention in the actual Ring Road Roundup, is that we know where WrestleMania 36 is taking place.
0: That's Florida, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah Tampa, Florida. Florida. Um, which, I mean, I've seen this on Twitter, and the, sh- the stadium has a fucking pirate ship on it. And I'm sorry, if Kyrie <laughs> Sane doesn't appear on that fucking pirate ship, they've missed a <laughs> trick there.
0: If Pirate Paul Birchall does not turn up to the Battle under- <laughs> <laughs> Royal.
1: I have heard rumours that he's going to take on The Undertaker. In a streak versus booty match. Um, oh but, yeah, that, that is a... Rubber. Win
0: against Katie Lee. <laughs> it's Katie Lee.
1: Um, anyway, we have got a lot to talk about. So, shall we get on with a bit of WWE uh, to start with? Do we with? have
0: to get on with a bit of WWE? <laughs> I'm
1: afraid so. Now, the two main bits, aside from Ronda Rousey turning into a petulant child, um, saying that she's untouchable, which... Two defeats in two matches, so she isn't um, in the UFC, but there we are. Um, is the two main things are the shield reformed, you know, completely negating the completely shocking heel run of Dean Ambrose. Um, what I mean, everyone has been crying out for Dean Ambrose to turn heel, and then he turns heel, and the creative he has been given is absolutely. Fucking appalling. The
0: theme he had been given. I was very happy not knowing that theme existed. Drop and then just one random fucking podcast. You're just like, "Hey, listen to this." Yeah. I gave you Suzuki versus Coffee.
1: Yes, and I gave you the Air Raid Siren of Dean Ambrose, which is just appalling. Now they reformed so that they could take on Three Man Bland um, of Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Now, Chris, actually, mm-hmm. just before we just before we talk about this. Mm-hmm. There was a rumour last week that Raw was basically booked that day. And it was a case of they had a Raw, it was screwed up, it was thrown out, and then we're going to book Raw, you know, let's make it spontaneous, you know, anything goes. Fucking hell, these last couple of shows have felt like that. They've literally (sighs) felt like someone has picked... Can you remember, they used to have that wheel in WCW? (laughs) <laughs> and that shows yeah. the stipulation of a match. It's like they've
0: just They used to do that in WWE. It was called Raw Roulette.
1: It was... Um, Teddy Long did it. It was 2012. Teddy Long Holla, did it. That Holla. was how the big show ended up doing a tables match with Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental t- title. Check out our full review of that on the website. Um, but... It just... It feels so disjointed. In so, I mean, the less said about whatever the fuck they're doing with Lacey Evans, the better. Because it's happening all the goddamn time.
0: I'm quite enjoying that. It's a bit like a Pokemon encounter, just like a wild Lacey Evans appears. <laughs>
1: no, do you know what it is? It's emelina It's just Emmelina. And I don't see I mean there's wild, wild rumors that we are gonna have Asuka versus Lacey Evans at WrestleMania, which again, no disrespect to Lacey Evans, I do not want to see. I've seen mm-hmm. her wrestle once
0: and it was in was the Royal Rumble and
1: she was Shouldn't. shit. Sure
0: she like Oh I could like <laughs> On NXT she's shit. There's so many
2: other people that can put in that match as well. With I mean, speaking of Asuka, where's Asuka? Uh,
0: she was on Fast
1: She was on Fast Lane. Oh, we'll get to that, Garth. Um, yeah. but I mean you look at the SmackDown women's division, and we'll move on to SmackDown in a minute, but just briefly looking at the women's smackdown division. You've got Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, you've got the iconics, you've got Naomi. You've got Lacey Evans, who's apparently floating, and I'm sure there are other women that I have missed out that I do not care about. But you look at that, and you look at the calibre of women there, is there anyone you think should be challenging Asuka for the SmackDown Women's title on at WrestleMania, and tell me that is not a pre-show match?
2: Well,
1: it's a pre-show match all over. Because a guarantee, up, I guarantee... Um, I see Kairi Sane and Io Rai challenging for the tag team titles. Well, no I don't actually, I did until Fastlane I think that's well, we'll see um,
0: What's up Candyfloss?
1: If you mention candy Candyfloss, I swear to god you're already on thin ice boy <laughs> um, but yeah Raw just seems to be being booked on the fly at the moment, it is incredibly confusing and still, even though we're trying to you know, make things stick, we're trying to surprise people with random tag teams including two completely different characters Alistair Black and Ricochet <laughs> um, we still end up With this ridiculous stable of Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Every single show. And there is a difference between Heat and I don't give a shit, this is boring. Yeah. I mean, Heat, you look at The Miz. The Miz was perfect at getting Heat when he was a heel. He was fucking brilliant. Baron Corbin is boring. And we talked to you, Chris, because you actually asked what's happening to Drew McIntyre. And both me and Garth said he's boring by proxy. Mm. Because he's associated with Baron Corbin and Baron Corbin is the vacuum of all things good in wrestling. I mean.
2: What's happened he, to Drew McIntyre? Um, to Dolph? Where's he gone?
1: Fuck knows. Who cares?
0: <laughs> Who does what? actually care? Who, when was the last time you cared about Dolph? 2014. He's all right. 2014, that recent.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've. <sighs> I would rather see Zach fucking Ryder at the moment. Because that slider was
0: over. He was at one point over. So was yeah, Drew McIntyre. Got himself over on
2: his own. Oh, that's a big no-no.
0: Oh yeah, well, no, look should... what it did to Rusev. Um... Drew McIntyre is not very hard to book. He's a monster.
1: Well, look at Bobby Lashley. They made him fucking... do the bum thing for a bit.
0: ICW can run, uh, can book Drew McIntyre. They can't fucking book anything nowadays. Impact even booked him. Yeah. Impact. Fucking Vince <laughs> Russo could book Drew McIntyre.
1: It's, yeah, I mean, there was rumors going around in, around Survivor Series that Drew McIntyre was going to be the one to take on Lesnar at Mania. And it made
0: sense at that time because he got rid of Joe in, what, 10 seconds in the Survivor Series match. He was a killer.
1: Yeah. And when he was with Dolph, and I never thought I'd say this, he seemed like a badass. Mm-hmm. He was, and then they put him into that dead end feud with The Shield. Well, I say The Shield, Rollins and Ambrose. And, you know, he was completely overshadowed by the storyline of Rollins and Ambrose for the IC title. At no point did McIntyre get a chance at that title, which defies belief, really. And then he's wrestling Dean Ambrose in no-DQ in no matches, where the main focus is that Dean Ambrose is wearing two fucking belts. Um, and, you know, it's, it's secondary to everything, and he seems to be a second bit player. And I'm sorry, if you are trying to get someone over, you'll look at the talent that he's got, don't put him with Baron fucking Corbin. No.
2: Nah. because people do not give a shit. Well, people even if even if they were to put on five star matches, people wouldn't. They would like you say by proxy not watch because it'd be fast forwarding through. That's Baron Corbin. He's he's dull.
1: It's uh, yeah. It's it. I mean, defies belief.
2: The, the funny thing is, he had the feud with Bobby Lashley in Impact, and it was had really good matches. Who Baron Corbin? No, no. <laughs> Drew. But like, like I would love to see, and I think it would be like a really good feud, like Drew versus Reigns, at like at top of the card level.
0: That would be really good.
2: Yeah, I'd no, be or, more than happy to see that. Or like Drew versus well Lesnar even? Like
0: have yeah. Drew go over
2: <laughs> Do you know
1: what no, but, I'd even would that was what I thought Money would
0: be? Yeah? Dream versus is anyone but doesn't have Corbin anywhere fucking near
1: it. I just don't, I don't rate Corbin at all. I don't rate him on the mic. I don't rate him in the ring. He's got one move, and that does not a man Two. make. Two, yeah. We did discuss that Deep Six was a decent move. Moving on to SmackDown, which seems to be a far more cohesive show and seems to be a far easier watch. Um, a couple of things to come out of that. A, The Usos cut an absolutely fucking outstanding promo on The Miz and Shane. You need to watch it. It's brilliant. And Samoa Joe collected his first piece of gold since his promotion to the main roster. He is the new US champion. What do we think?
0: It's good because Joe's sort of been sort of that floating monster where when they need a monster, they'll put Joe there. Yeah. It's sort of like when that at Samusam was being messed. Because, to be fair, his promos over the past year, I haven't seen many of his matches because I'm not doing really watch it, but I watch his promos because, Jesus, fuck, does he have the best promos going. One the, he's one of the
2: best promos.
0: He, the, it, he's a, it's a legit scary promo. You're yeah. legit scared of him when he's talking. Like, when, during the Fatal 4 build-up, when he was, he was like, talking down Lesnar, and then he just turned to Reigns like, hey, you, you never beat me. What the hell are you doing here? It was <laughs> great. Or like when he came out on fucking Hardy and went, Let's, pretend this is an AA meeting and just shush.
1: Yeah, just... he's he's a, he's an outstanding promo. To be yeah. honest, what I'd love to see from his United, Jam- Champions- United States Championship reign, I think he'll lose it at uh, Mania. I think that's why they rapidly put a title defence in on this pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what I would love to see is that Rusev reign with it. Take a year with that belt, build yeah. it up to be an absolutely you know, this massive title reign from this monster, exactly like Rusev did before they, you know, decided it was getting too over, okay, and just destroy people, because that's what people want to see from Samoa Joe, being a badass. To be perfectly honest, I didn't think I'd say this either. How good has R-Truth looked coming out of this?
0: R-Truth has been actually, it's actually been quite a fun reign for R-Truth. The man is 47. Fucking hell. I think he's really good, especially if you go back and watch TNA, he is really good. It's just for the last five years have destroyed his credibility. But
1: genuinely, even in the ring now, I mean, for a start, he's in astonishingly good shape for a 47-year-old.
0: Oh, yeah. But It's all the flossing.
1: I think it is. I, you know, a little bit of a man crush, I'm not going to lie. Um, but genuinely, to be 47 and to still go in the ring with the likes of Andrade, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, fair fucking play to the lad. And I don't he- hate the partnership with Carmella.
2: The thing is, he never, he never really like misses a beat. He always, he never fluffs his lines. He always gets his promos out, and he he's solid in the ring, like truly solid. You could put him in there with anyone, and it would be a decent match because he yeah. never ever, he never seems to do a botch. And even those crazy ass spins that he does, he still pulls that shit off.
1: But yeah. genuinely, we can say we can say about, you know, Chris, you said about how he was shit for the last five years, and to be fair, he was. The golden truth was poison. But I think what you've got to think as well is at all times, he has been charismatic as fuck. Oh, the man mm-hmm. is just ridiculously charismatic. And I've slagged him off before because I really don't like his, like, you know, happy-go-lucky persona. But as a wrestler, you can't deny he's good in the ring and you can't deny the man's charisma. The man is dripping in it. He um, made me
0: laugh about uh, corporate Kane, which is very hard.
1: Yeah, he's I, made me I've laugh looked... a couple of times. To be fair, when he was talking about having to pin Carmella to get a cha- <laughs> to get a shot at the title, and Ty Dillinger's trying to tell him, "No, that's not what happens." That that was a genuinely entertaining promo. God, sorry, he's a CXT
0: original, isn't
2: he? They should well, just yeah. totally flip him and just let him have like a runners like a total badass heel. I don't think people would goal.
1: buy into it now. I think he's been a face for that long. Has he ever been a he? He's been- he was a heel in 2011, wasn't he? At Capital
2: Punishment, he- and it was. Was he not the- when he was doing the little Jimmy stuff? That was
1: 2011, s-
0: 2012. S- to
2: yeah.
1: start with, yeah. Uh, uh, that-
0: face was in six with months. Cena? Yeah, yeah. I was feuding with Cena. He was yeah. Cena's last feud before Punk.
1: He was the main. He was in the main event, Capital Punishment jo- uh, again, ladies and gentlemen. Check out the full review on our website. Um, it was it was a very very poor match. It ended when a child threw their drink in R-Truth's face and R-Truth mm-hmm. got hit with an AA.
0: Do I remember this match correctly? And it felt a lot like a house show match there was a lot of just work in the crowd. Yeah.
1: Yes, R-Truth stole a hat from someone in the
2: crowd and wore it. He- isn't, there, isn't there sort of murmurings that it's going to be Joe against Cena? I've
1: heard Joe versus down. Cena. I've heard a multi-man ladder match. Um, I've heard all sorts. Apparently, if you if you believe rumored cards again about some of which have a lot more credibility than others, um, there's there's going to be a lot of multi-man matches. If you are looking to get all these people on the card, there's going to be a lot of multi-man matches.
0: Just make me in your two days, man.
1: I mean, it's it's going to be another seven-hour show, including the pre Ah, uh, man. And I'm I'm sorry, if the Cruiserweight match match is on the fucking pre-show as opposed to whatever tripe they drag out for the SmackDown Women's Championship, that's ridiculous. Because the only person I can see challenging Asuka who has got any credibility at all is Sonya Deville. Mm
0: -hmm. When does Sonya get fucking credibility? I I haven't watched SmackDown in the last few weeks. When does she get credibility? I like
1: her. I've always liked her. I think
2: she's really good. I think she's excellent,
1: yeah. Um... So yeah, that's basically what happened on Roar and SmackDown, which led into Fast Lane. I so, just love
0: how in the notes there you just written fast lane
1: <laughs> Yeah, I've I've written the I've written the notes and I've literally just put the words fast lane rant. So that's the bit we're on to now. Um I will say this. Uh despite the fact that this show was clearly booked by um well, how can I describe it? Half the matches changed.
0: Oh, Ben Truth, then.
1: Yeah, it was like someone was booking WCW in its dying throes. Um, there was a lot of random match changes. Now, some of them were for the better. For example, the pre-show match between Andrade and Rey Mysterio was moved to the main card and was made a fatal four-way for the WWE United States Championship with Samoa Joe and our Truth Insert. I hope as well. this
0: means we get Almas and Mysterio at Mania.
1: I think I think that's pretty much a cert. We'll get that. Now, that match was excellent. That match was really, really worth watching. And, you know, there's been a lot of Twitter negativity about this show. And when I first watched the show, I thought, that's, yeah, I agree, it's dog shit. But the more I've thought about it genuinely, the more this show makes sense. The first thing I'm going to say about Fastlane is why do we need a a pay-per-view between Royal Rumble and
0: Mania? don't. It's just to get... It's just to... Well, we have two. We don't need two. One, important. I understand. One sub sort of gives you fallout. We don't need two. We, we, we don't,
2: need don't need
0: Elimination Chamber anymore. We don't. It doesn't need to be
2: a pay-per-view. It's ridiculous.
0: If you... I think Elimination Chamber is now necessary to set up the other title match.
1: Or why don't you put within. it after Mania and make that the way you crown a
0: number one contender for SummerSlam? Because you're, think- you're thinking of like King of the Ring when there was like five <laughs> pay-per-views a year, but... It, um, a year now, we have 12, so I think we yeah. just sort of need it. It's ridiculous. We need, we need the reason for people to get the network. That's basically it.
1: It's just, it's all these storylines are so convoluted, and you know, for God's sake, this Becky, they've killed this feud. Becky Lynch was the hottest thing in the company, and she still is. People still love Becky. But this thing with her and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, good God, it's making my head hurt. We've got t- the most ridiculously obscure roundabout way to get to the thing that we always knew we were going to get and was obviously leading to it. But we've gone through arrests. We've gone through suspensions. We've gone through injuries. We've gone through people winning the rumble. Then that being completely negated. We've been, we've had, um, fucking, um, what's it called? The, Oh, what's it called? Beginning with a C. Oh my God. That's how angry I am. (laughs) What's it called? The, uh, the corporate, the corporation, We've got fucking Charlotte being the rock being inserted into matches. We've got McMahon's getting involved. We've got Ronda relinquishing the championship, then randomly claiming it back. Then stiffing Becky Lynch, then getting drunk on camera she's having a makeup done and ranting to an Instagram story. We've got all sorts and all it needed was Becky Lynch winning the Rumble, going against Ronda. Charlotte being inserted into the match, Becky being arrested and being off TV and staying off TV because then when she comes back, the SmackDown or the Raw before WrestleMania 35, the pop will be astronomical. But instead, every single Raw and every single SmackDown, we have got some manner of either Becky, Charlotte or Ronda locking each other in a submission move.
2: It's just the oversaturation of it. And the fact that you're tying all the... The social media stuff now, it's it's as if, well, we know why it is. It's because they've tapped into the fact that, oh, shit, everybody loves this. Let's give them more, 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 more. And it's like they're sort of cramming it down your throat now. And this is when people are going to start switching off. It's like they did with the Reigns thing. People are going to start thinking, actually, I don't want them to force feed me this shit. Exactly. What they should have done with Becky is had I carted off to jail. And then next week, it cut to her in jail, right? <laughs> and the doing a life on vlog. The camera pans back, she sat next to the Mountie.
1: Oh, that would have been incredible. Just what, this she just old ne- Mountie, oh, that would be incredible.
2: It,
0: she, she should just be next to someone new every week, just turning the around crowd, and shark boys
2: and the randomly cr- in there. And the crowd could have been shouting, jailbird, jailbird. But just,
1: just... I don't know, It's just, it is that I think that's exactly what it is, it's oversaturation and I don't understand how you can balls up this storyline it was literally written for them, all you've got to do is just keep Becky hot that's all you've got to do, the best thing in the world was Nia Jax not being able to throw a rudimentary punch and we'll the, get to Nia Jax in a fucking minute as well. The
2: sad, the sad thing about all that is as well, because of what's going on on Twitter and all the social media stuff everyone's talking about it's totally sort of overshadowing the promos of the cutting. Like Charlotte cut an absolutely killer promo the other week.
0: To be fair, the Twitter stuff has been great. It has, well, but it's it's the only it's, thing I've seen. But like the Becky Lynch blowing a kiss and going, "Oh, you're meant to be fine for the title, but you can only seem to talk about me." But then that the, was great. they hardly even
2: factor that into the to the show. So it's it's like it's a separate part of it, and it's like it's basically sort of here's what we're doing here. But if you want more,
0: you need to go somewhere else to find it. No, oh, that's been... Because I've not been watching, I've been quite enjoying this feud because I just see it coming up on the Twitter newsfeed every so often. And <laughs> it's just sort of like, ah, great, great tea there. Just put my phone down. <laughs> that was quite enjoyable. I but know even I can the see. fact that
1: Becky and Charlotte's Twitter games are fire, Becky's especially, Yeah. it's getting over the top now. And don't forget that we have still got three weeks till Mania. Yeah. So we've got another six episodes, effectively, of WWE television where we're just going to end up with Ronda comes out, Becky comes out, beats Ronda down. Charlotte comes out, Becky comes out, beats Charlotte down. Ronda comes, gets a little bit cross, and she beats both of them down. Okay? Cut, rinse,
2: repeat. And be good that's if I, hear, um, gonna get.
0: if I hear about fucking Jonah Jets. John Jets on one more fucking time. I hate it, it now. It'd, I know, it'd be good
2: I if um, like, Ronda did go that the way everybody's saying she's like, this. a potential to say, right, I'm shutting down my Twitter and just close it down for three weeks. And uh, then yeah. Becky Lynch has got nothing to fire at her with. So then it's got to be done on the show.
1: I think we should just kept Becky suspended. Either keep her suspended or just pretend you would rest or something because yeah. you don't want to oversaturate it. Because if this is going to be the main event of Mania, which it absolutely should be, just you need to stop. Oversaturating it, and I think that's the problem with Fastlane every single year because this show we had one, two, three, four title matches, and not one title changed hands. No, so what was the point, really? I mean, going through the card now, the New Day defeated Rusev and Nakamura, which was a very, actually, a really, really good match. Um, I would encourage you to go and watch it. It's a really, so really Brock good match. So, and didn't win, pardon? No, no, it was <laughs> the New Day, the New Day one with Up, Up, Down, Down. Um, the Usos then retained against The Miz and Shane McMahon, where Shane McMahon turned shockingly, which no one saw coming, on The Miz after The Miz gave his dad a hug, and Shane McMahon, apparently, due to the fact that his dad doesn't love him, um, just <laughs> beat up The Miz. Um, also, can I just say again the hole in this storyline? that is that, Shane, that The Miz just wanted his dad to say, I'm proud of you. The man has won the WWE Championship, but it was the <laughs> tag titles with Shane. That made him love him, I mean,
0: yeah that that's but just money in the bank that wonder
1: that's just baffling, um, we then had Asker defeating Mandy Rose in six minutes. This was not a good match. this was not a good match in the end. Sonia was the reason that Mandy Rose loses. she attempts to help, gets her caught in the uh like the apron matting somehow. Um, and that leads to the finish, but th- this this didn't wasn't a good look for either Mandy Rose or Asuka. I know that WWE are very hot on Mandy Rose, and she is improving definitely in the ring. She's definitely improving from where she was when she came up, because when she came up, she was still far too green to be on the main roster. But she's improving. It it just this was not a good match. I don't think many people wanted to see this match, and yeah, it it's one you can avoid definitely. Um, we then got Kofi Kingston. Basically, we've got an announcement that Kofi Kingston would be put into a triple threat. And everyone assumed that it would be the Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston triple threat. And it wasn't. It was a handicap match against the bar. <laughs> who then beat the living beat Kofi pillar to post, basically. Absolutely destroyed him. This is I love this. Absolutely destroyed him. And then uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods came down to try and help. They were then beaten down by Rusev and Nakamura. Um, what which I hope, and someone has put this on Twitter, and I'm hoping it's not true, I hope we're not seeing the League of Nations 2.0. I really, <laughs> really hope we aren't. Um, but yeah, this is all that, you know, everyone wanted Kofi in the, in the well, I say main event, the championship match wasn't even the semi-main event. But this whole keeping Kofi down, you know, it's the, it's the Daniel Bryan storyline, rinse, repeat. Yeah. But they're actually doing a good job of this. They're doing a really good job of this. Um, the Revival retained against Alistair Black, Ricochet, and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Um, decent enough match. Can't complain about it. The Revival are fucking brilliant. Um, Alistair and Black, Alistair Black and Ricochet are a weird tag team that shouldn't be put together in any way, and definitely shouldn't be challenging for the Raw Tag Team Championships. No,
2: um, definitely not. The second match.
1: Yeah, be- because they were the Revival weren't going to lose. Because, you know, it's a revival, and if they lose, they're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't have Alistair Black and Ricochet lose because they've just come up and they're hot commodities. And as you've already lost one of the four you've bought up, you can't afford to balls this one up. So Chad Gable and Bobby Rue were obviously inserted to take the fall. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, the revival, we're never losing it here. I think the only thing now is do we get the revival taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet at <laughs> Mania? Which, I'm not saying I'd hate. I wouldn't hate. Because I think both of those teams will be incredible, if given the right amount of time.
0: Yeah, just fucking... They shouldn't be a team. <laughs> what, time, what time the authors appear
1: Um razors injured. Or is it Akam? Still. One of them's injured. One of them's injured, I can't
0: yeah. tell them apart, which is weird, but they're not brothers. One of them We're has a two tattoo, big men. but the
1: problem is I don't know which one it is that has the tattoo. So, exactly. that's the issue that we've got. Um, we then talked about the aforementioned match between Samoa Joe, Andrade, R-Truth and Rey Mysterio that was a really really good match I actually encourage you to check that one out, I'm not getting through every match because there's absolutely no point in me reviewing the matches if Garth and Chris haven't seen them, um, then we get to the first defence of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships between the Boss and Hug Connection which is an awful name and the Samoan Slaughterhouse which is an even worse name um, this match was atrocious this I
0: match was, was bad. fucking awful. Tamina, thing, I was up, I was up at two AM, and I was like, "I'll see what's going on." Fastlane, clicked on it and I saw that, and I was like, "Nah," and turned it right back off.
1: I mean, Tamina should be nowhere near a championship belt. She well, shouldn't be near a pay per view. Never mind a she championship She should be nowhere belt.
0: near a fucking wrestling ring.
1: <laughs> I mean, there was there's a moment, and it's been gift. That's how bad it is, and basically. Nia Jax attempts a pop up Samoan drop um, after Tamina sort of back body drops her onto Nia Jax. A move they've done before. Oh, and it was just awful. It looked <laughs> so close. Cool. For a start, Nia Jax fell over um, with, with with Sasha Banks on her shoulders. And she Sasha Banks looked very, very pissed off at the fact it, that she is, had to be Isn't that what
0: here. you do with a Samoan drop?
1: Not in the way she did it. Oh, okay. No, just 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 search that bit out. It wasn't good. Tamina's clunky in the ring. Nia Jax just you. Ah, it's got to the point now where every time Nia Jax goes near someone, you're like, please don't hurt them. We like Bailey. We like Sasha Banks. I, I, please I've don't hurt some,
0: them. I've seen someone say it's good heel heat. It's like it's not heel heat. She just can't work. It's, it's resulting people being injured and it's ended up with people hating her because she hurts people.
1: It's not heel heat. It's it's genuine fear. And that that's not good. That that's not mm-hmm. good at all. Um. So then we, you know, they, the Boston Hulk Connection retained. Um. And then um, Natalia and Beth Phoenix, who was on commentary again for some reason, um. They sort of came out to celebrate with the Boston Hulk Connection again for some reason. And Simone Salt House sort of attacked. Are they called the Divas of Doom or something? What?
0: Do- Give them a name already?
1: No, they were, a, they were a team before. I can't remember what they were called. But... They were called
0: Pin-Up Strong when we, were back, when we used to be together. Oh, were they? Yeah, Pin-Up Strong.
1: Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they were attack- They were beaten down by the Samoan Slaughterhouse, who I suppose needed to look strong because they certainly didn't look it during the match.
0: How much is it hurting you to say these really
1: bad nicknames? Oh, Simone Slaughterhouse, the worst name. Um, We then got third from the top of the card the WWE Championship. Remember that really prestigious belt that the WWE have? Probably not prestigious enough to even semi-main event this show. A fast lane show. Uh, We had the Triple Threat. Now, this was the one that everyone assumed Kofi would be the third competitor for, and there were massive, echoing, deafening chants of Kofi, and Mustafa Ali came out. What
2: was the pop for him, then?
1: None. Really? I'm not joking.
0: He is very mysterious of this story, isn't he?
1: There is honestly, considering this is basically Kofi has hijacked the storyline they were clearly trying to get for yeah. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali got injured and honestly, it was silent. It was silent. That's and then um, there was quite a fun. There was quite an interesting picture, actually. Um Someone had frozen it with the subtitles on and the WWE had dubbed over the chants of Kofi on the subtitles with Ali. To, sure. make, to make it look <laughs> like Mustafa Ali was actually being cheated and this is absolutely nothing to do with Mustafa oh, Ali oh my
0: God, we can make the death think like Mustafa Ali exactly,
1: it was, it was such a shit now this match was fucking stellar this match was excellent there's a moment where Mustafa Ali comes off the top and in midair Daniel Bryan takes him out with a knee plus and it was just <sighs> the fittest thing
0: I mean, that sounds amazing
1: Daniel Bryan I'm so glad he's back he like is, Ali is absolutely so outstanding. Mustafa is amazing. Kevin Owens, I'm so glad he's back. He's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. I all three men were really, really good. And this match was exceptional. It's it was the highlight of the match. It was the highlight of the night, as you would hope a WWE championship match was. They've done a fantastic job of building Kofi. I mean, we're all agreed that Kofi is going for the championship at Mania. Hope
0: mm-hmm.
1: so. I think he's gonna win it.
0: Really?
1: I think he's gonna win it. Are you kidding me? We've never had a black WWE champion. Is there ever going to be a better time to get an African-American WWE champion than the... I mean, he's been I mean, with the company uh, for I mean, 11 Jamaican. years. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> Triple H, <eight. laughs> weren't you Jamaican? Yeah. Um, I, mean, the com- I mean, he's been with the company for 11 years. He's been a consistently outstanding performer. I mean, the man is beloved. I don't think there is anyone backstage or, you know, out in the front, you know, crowd-wise, that has a bad word to say about him, with the exception of perhaps Randy Orton. Um, Stupid! stupid. I mean, he he did wreck his car. He did wreck his car. Um... Randy Orton, by the way, gets an award for the best tweet ever. I don't know if you've seen this. Big E has said, well, clearly good things never happen to us. Maybe we need to do some bad things. Maybe we need to go out and uh, break into a bank or something. And Randy Orton's just put, DM me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I do love Randy Orton. He's so dry. If uh, if Kofi wins it, what music do they play? Do they play SOS?
1: I hope so. I hope the SOS gets (laughs) broken out. Um, So, yeah, anyway, Daniel Bryan retains, which I think everyone established. Um, His chest looked like mincemeat afterwards. Absolute mincemeat. It was horrible. See, Ronda, it's not fake. Um, Mustafa Ali, another outstanding showing for him. It's just a shame that no one cared. Kevin Owens, amazing. But again, you know, people just wanted Kofi. But that's good. You know, they did a really good job here. I really appreciated the booking of that. Um, Becky Lynch then defeated Charlotte by DQ after Rondi, 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 huh? good old Rodney, um, came in and she, uh, that's it now, Rodney, Rodney Rousey came in and, uh, got herself involved as Charlotte Flair had Becky Lynch trapped in the figure eight. She then came out and said, no one has ever managed to, ta- um, no one's ever managed to escape the figure eight. I was like, I'm sure that's just categorically wrong. Bullshit. i, think,
0: I <laughs> yeah. think they mean in terms of road breaks not in terms of
1: i mean didn't ask her escape one in at what? wrestlemania 34 before she was then tapped out by one but i'm sure i'm sure she escaped one anyway the only thing
0: i remember from that match is the suplex so i couldn't tell you yeah
1: but then ronda rousey's come out and basically said becky lynch can't get out of scene of that you know wrestling at that easy i was like shut up ronda um and then shut up ronda yeah shut up rodney um the shield then beat three-man bland good match they've promised that this is the last um reunion of the shield which of course they haven't got an option if dean ambrose is leaving but apparently this is the last reunion of the shield and they are opening raw tonight in a couple of hours time um to basically have this final goodbye um decent you know as you would expect i just i just hope now that the WWE don't milk it, and Reigns goes back to exactly how he was before because it would be yeah. such a shame after what that bloke's been through.
2: Just let him fucking cut some promos. <laughs> he's a, he's
1: a good promo. That's the thing. He's a very very good promo.
2: He's
0: don't stifle him because Rollins is a shite promo. <laughs> well, Rollins is just Mr.
2: Bland, like most of them.
1: Yeah, I think that's the issue. He's not he's not bland. He's just he's very one dimensional. When he was a chicken shit heel. You know, back in 2015, I, that, he was brilliant. Was he was brilliant. But Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns are probably both stronger on the mic. than. I, think, I
0: think Roman at his best is better, but Roman has had worse promos. Yeah. Because
1: suffering suck-a-tash.
0: Suffering Succotash, yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't ever forget Suffering Succotash. <laughs> anyway, um, Fastlane overall, it's not a bad show. There are some very, very missable moments. There is some completely nonsensical booking. Um Uh, But it was ultimately a very, very predictable show. You know, the people who should have won did win. um, And yeah, ultimately a very, very predictable show and just not really needed, to be perfectly honest, not really needed at all. Anyway, moving on to pastures a little bit more positive. And Chris, good grief, it's been a busy couple of days for us new japan fans hasn't it
0: oh it's almost like oh we've had two quiet weeks because the last two weeks i've had problems picking match of the week just because there's no contenders like oh this is some solid tv matches this week holy fuck <laughs> ah
1: it's it's Jesus. it's been difficult hasn't it um yeah
0: that's the thing even the tag matches on the anniversary show are good enough to be match of the week like the last two weeks
1: yeah i agree um I mean, I'm I'm not going to make you go through the entire card. We're just going to, because, you know, we don't want to go over two hours and we do need Garth to, you know, be awake. So <laughs> we'll go through the main points of the anniversary show. Um, should we start with the junior tag match?
0: Can I can I give a quick thing? I watched the first three matches with my nine-year-old niece because she just walked into the room and sat down. She was like, I'm sitting down now. I'm like, okay, just sit down. Yeah, And um, she just... She is a really big fan of Taguchi.
1: Really? Is it because of his dancing?
0: <laughs> it's because of it's because of the rugby ball and the butt. And also, the fact, she also likes Tiger Mask because of how she he looks. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, to be a nine-year-old. Um. So,
1: yeah. Anyway, the first match you had Chase Owens going over Ayata Yoshida in a ten-man tag. Again, Chase Owens been booked incredibly strong, um, as we'll talk about um, in the New Japan Cup. Um, Yoshihashi then went over Toa Hanare in a tag match between Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii and Hanare and Nagata. Um, Again, Ishii and Nagata we'll talk about in a minute. Um, Taguchi then pinned Takamishinoko after a Dodon, uh, again in a 10-man tag. That saw the appearance of Dragon Lee. Now, Chris, when you saw Dragon Lee on the card, did you think, well, Hiromu is definitely showing up?
0: Uh, No, because... Dragon Lee was at Fantastica, so it wasn't that big a surprise, to be honest.
1: fuck Fantastica Mania?
0: Um, I enjoyed it. It was a good match between him and Sinkara, actually.
1: No, there wasn't.
0: Uh, Um, I don't (laughs) believe it. It
1: happened. Um, We then got the IWGP Junior Tag Championship match between... Can I rant? One second. Wait. Wait. Between the champions, Shingo and Bushi. And Rapongi 3K, um, which ended with, which, you know, I imagine is what Chris is going to rant about, with Rapongi 3K getting the championships off LIJ after 60 minutes and 51 seconds after hitting Bushi with 3K. And go, Chris.
0: What the uh, Like, seriously, we just got off the longest reign in the last 10 years or something, which is like six months, and it's sort of like, ah. Uh... And like but now you're just having them hold it for like a month or two and lose it. Just give these people a decent reign. Cause you don't have the mm. fucking talent to be fucking hot shotting it between teams. So you have three teams. Alright? Have to be a fucking series and build up your division. Ugh, this is almost as bad as Goto, except I actually like everyone in this match. Ah fuck this. <laughs> Are you done? I don't want to go on for five minutes, so yeah.
1: So, right, okay.
0: It was a good match. Like, really well worked. The problem is, I'm finding it really hard to care about the junior tag division at this point.
1: I think what you've said about the fact that Suzuki Goon had the longest junior tag reign in the last five years 304 days, I think. Um, The problem that we've got now is you have got a very, very good junior in Shingo. You've got a very, Mm -hmm. very good junior in Shingo who is going to be going into that Best of the Super Juniors in May very, mm-hmm. very hot. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he's going to win the Best of the Super Juniors, but he's going to go very far. I think he'll probably be in the final, especially if you're mm-hmm. looking to sell out Sumo Hall. But he yeah. can't do that as one-half of the tag champions. he
0: could. I think he could. I think, you, I think if anyone can do it, Shingo can do it.
1: No, I, I disagree. I disagree. Now... I'm fine with Shingo Bushi losing here. I'd rather it wouldn't have been Rapongi 3K, because... I'd rather
0: this would have happened at um, MSG, if it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, give him at least another month.
1: Yeah, okay. But Rapongi 3K lose again after having been embarrassed by LIJ at the New Japan Road shows. They start to lose credibility as challengers.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't... I want... Rappongi 3K to break up because Show's so good and Yo is so boring. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. If you had to put a star rating on this match? Uh,
0: hey. Like, it was really well worked. Like, a lot of memorable points like Show and um sold like a fucking boss. Yeah, he did. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it would be higher if I cared about the division.
1: Yeah. Um. What I love is the fact that every time I watch a Bushi match, I forget just how good Bushi is, and I think he's so underrated in that junior division because everyone yeah. just looks at him. You know, he's, he, a, he's in a
0: stable he, with Shingo and Hiromu. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the least interesting member of Lij, but like if he was in any other stable, who would be the best junior? That's yeah. the thing.
1: Absolutely, he's amazing. Anyway, ultimately. I think we differ on opinion here. I don't think it's a terrible thing that Rapongi 3K have got the belts again. Hopefully. I don't
0: think it's terrible that they won. I think it's terrible terrible that they won it so soon. I think they should have given um Ali-J another month at least.
1: Yeah. I think I think this would have been worse if we'd have just been off the back of Hot Potato in the belt. But as we've just come off the back <laughs> of a 304 day rain. I mean, they did it with the heavyweight title.
0: Yeah, but the heavyweight titles had several um there's not been a short rain in quite a while. Naito? Yeah, no, that's, but that's the last time. Then you have Okada for two years. I was just going to say, that was the last one (laughs) before Okada. (laughs) Okada for two years, and then, uh, fucking Omega. Omega for like seven months. It wasn't seven months, it was Dominion. It was July. July, I don't know, July. Oh no, it was June. It was June. June, June, July, August, September. Yeah, so, it, it is quite, it was still a lengthy reign, especially by WWE standards. Uh,
1: Well, anything's a lengthy rank compared to WWE
0: I think you have your six man um, for hot shotting about I don't think you should be doing it with your junior tag division that's yes
1: well right okay let's move on because I can see you're getting irate. so
0: (laughs) we move on I actually love this next match this next match match was was so close to being match of the week it surprised me so much
1: see it didn't surprise me We're talking about, of course, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between the champion Ishimori, the 83rd champion, taking on the challenger, Jushin Thunder Liger, which, of course... Can I tell you
0: why it surprised me? Yes. Uh, um, Because I know Liger can still go. You saw that with Osprey last year. I didn't think Liger could keep up with Ishimori at how fast that boy runs.
1: There are very, very few people who can keep up with Ishimori. But there were moments in this match where Liger could have been 30.
0: Yeah, it's unbel- it was unbelievable. And Some like, of the I-
1: submissions in this match, because obviously, you know, Liger is a submission-based wrestler now. Zach
0: Sabre Jr. caliber, yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Absolutely. But on top of that as well, the bumps they both took was insane. I mean, Jesus, yeah. the, pal- the Liger bomb that Ishimori took looked absolutely horrific. On top of mm-hmm. that, you think about the suplex that Ishimori took on the outside, yeah, that brainbuster. Oh holy shit.
0: Yeah, this was one of Liga's best matches in years. And like I wouldn't be surprised like if someone said this is in the top ten ever Liger matches, I would not blame them. No it was such a good match. It was such an entertaining match. It was such a hard hitting mm-hmm. match. It was
1: to be honest, it was transition wise and move wise, it was a flawless match. Mm-hmm. Um I mean for me, you're looking at you know nine stars
0: i'd give it nine um if it was if liger was more had any chance of, in hell of winning it would be a 10
1: yeah absolutely i think the thing that did sort of take us all out of it was the fact that we knew he was never going to win he was never going mm-hmm. to take the belt even though it would have been wouldn't it have been great if he'd have got the belt held it till wrestle kingdom 14 and then retired after losing the belt at wrestle kingdom 14 i, I, I would
0: someone I wouldn't be mad.
1: No, I wouldn't either. I think it would be a perfect way to send off this man after his absolutely stellar career, but...
0: Who do you want um, Liger's last match to be against?
1: Um, oh God. um, Tanahashi?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I guess, but I, I want it to be against... Liger wants it to be against Hiromu, if Hiromu's ready.
1: Yeah, I know they've, you know, they've put it on Twitter and everything that they want it to be, and I think Liger will mm-hmm. pull Hiromu over. Um, but, oh Jesus, that
0: would be an outstanding match, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Ultimo. Ultimo, yeah. Ultimo's still going. Yeah, I know someone who saw Ultimo uh, Defy a few days ago. So that wouldn't be a bad job. But I don't think we're gonna have bring in an outsider. So, Fucking no.
1: Marufuji. Um, so yeah, outstanding match. Taji Shimori wins in fifteen fifty one with a yes lock. You know, absolutely outstanding.
0: They caught that on, that on the website as well.
1: Yeah, that's like, what I mean. That's what, what I've the taken the notes from. Because I was like, I'm sure it's just a label lock, but they called it the Yes Lock, so why not? They, said, they mentioned it on, co- on commentary as well. Um, we then had... I, I don't want to go too much into the six-man tag, even though it was a good match. Um, it
0: was a serviceable match. If this, yeah. was a, if this was the the headline of a road to show, I'd be happy. So.
1: Yeah, this was basically just setting up um, New Japan Cup with Goto going over Sonada with a Goto Shiki. Yeah, Goto
0: Shiki. I thought Goto was taking the pin here. He should, He did not he should not have pinned (laughs) Sonata
1: well when you look at what happened today you can see why and I think as soon as he pinned Sonata you could tell that Sonata was going to get his win back in the New Japan Cup 12 minutes 58 Mm. seconds didn't go too long which was good we then move on to the main event which which was the anniversary day special singles match between the IWGP heavyweight champion Jay White taking on the never openweight champion Will
0: Ospreay I think this might be Ospreay's best match in New Japan um, top three
1: I'd say it's top three I, I preferred his match with Skrull it's Corey Genesis
0: I can't I the fact that Osprey fucking injured himself I can't bring myself to love that match I know it was a great match and I loved it while watching it but like the fact that he injured himself it just brings me out it's sort of like Shabato kind of thing yeah it's up
1: I mean, you look at Osprey matches. You've got, you know, his matches with Ricochet and the Best of the Super Juniors, mm-hmm. You've got his match with Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 13, which was an his match with Ocada last year. His match with Okada this is better at than his same match with Ocada last yeah, year. though, I actually. agree. I agree. Um, and you know that I know people shit on it sometimes, but I really enjoyed the Fatal Four Way at um, Wrestle Kingdom 12.
0: That was a re- no, that was a fucking great match. It was a great the match. They stop- they're not, they're not comparable, really.
1: I mean, he's, you know, he's had some stuff. I'd say this is definitely top three, and I think. There's there's a lot of negativity
0: regarding oh, Jay White, White, especially yeah, and, because because pe- people just can't accept someone who isn't the best worker in the world being the IWGP champion. Do you know what?
1: I don't but, even think it's that good, Chris. I think it's because it's, it's not Naito
0: or
2: Carter.
1: People just <laughs> uh, people just want it not... to be Naito, and it, it's not. And do you know what? Fuck it. I love Jay White. I love him as champion. I love his entire reign. I love the moment at the end after he'd won. I love the fact that all of his competitors, Goto, well, not Goto, but Ibushi, Tanahashi, Okada, all lined up in the ring, and Jay White faced off with every single one of them.
0: Here's the thing with Jay White. We've been singing his praises since the first time me and you did a podcast together. I've been singing his praises since the fucking Omega match. He's just stellar. And the fact that people can't seem to accept how good he is, even now that he's champion, even now that he's had so many great matches. Like, this is a match of the a contender. And yeah. he, it's I don't get why people still shit on him. Like, he sort of broke, he's, this, this match, he finally broke so about 8 out of 10 ceiling he has. Do you know what? And I'm sorry, yeah. Ospreay isn't one to carry someone. Ospreay is really good, but he can't carry someone. Jay White played his role here.
1: I think... You've ju- you've just said exactly what was on my mind with the Osprey thing mm-hmm. not being able to ca- if he's in a comp- if he's in a match with someone of equal standing as him, for example, look at his match with Pac recently mm-hmm. at Rev Pro. Um yeah. that's an outstanding match. Both men are of equal footing. Will Ospreay is a completely different style to Jay White. You're not gonna have Jay mm-hmm. White hitting, you know, Pit Pit Cheerio off the top rope. You're not I gonna hate have that him- name. I know, I I hate most of his name most of his move names i hate the robinson special that's the worst move i've ever seen um but anyway jay white is a completely different wrestler he's a cold calculated wrestler Mm -hmm. and every single thing he does he's got a reason for doing and that just makes him fucking mint
0: that's That's what people pray suzuki for but they give jay white shit for it i don't get it
1: gaijin maybe
0: yeah, but so I see other guys in sitting on, uh, on him for it.
1: So. I think it's because it's so different. I mean, yeah. you can argue that Kenny paid his dues more than Jay White has paid them. Um, yeah, but his
0: thing, Kenny wasn't a young lion, so he sort of, and also Kenny was perpetually had one foot out the door of New Japan, that's why they didn't push him as fast.
1: Yes, which is which is fine. Um, I, I think the big question is now, do they go all in with Jay White and have him hold this for a long time, or is he losing this at MSG?
0: I don't think he should lose at MSG. I think we should keep on J-White. Because here's the thing, J-White being champion provides such fresh matches. Because what? Okada's feuded with everyone. Tan is feuded with everyone. Um, Naito's feuded with everyone. He's your one option as champion right now who gives you fresh matches. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree. look who he's still to go against. He's still to go against Naito, still to go against Ibushi, um, Ishii, um, literally everyone he has not faced yet in a one-on-one context, so this gives you so many great opportunities. Did you just say Hanare? I I meant to say Makadish. Did you just say Hanare? I meant to say Makadish. Fucking
1: hell, Chris. It
0: it was an accident. You think
1: Hanare's ceiling is challenging for the heavyweight championship? Uh, Garth, Garth, just to give you some indication, that is like KM challenging for the Impact World Championship
2: perfect
1: yep <laughs> that's exactly what you want Um. I mean overall this was am I right in thinking this is 9 stars
0: I, I, it, I guess it's another one of those where it would be 10 if the title was on the line yeah I don't think it's, it's 10 like, stars it, if it were bigger stakes it would be 10 like even if this was in a tournament this would be a 10 but yeah as, as it is it's 9 like that bit where he um counters a Blade Runner flips over into a power bomb. Jesus Christ
1: it, everything was you- so smooth
0: and when um, he did, um, Osprey did the dive and he got fucking blade running in midair. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, fucking insane. getting caught and just, oh my God. This is Jay White's best match. This is possibly Osprey's best New Japan match. I wouldn't say it was the best match because look at any of his matches against Jimmy Haddock. But yeah, just great stuff. Yeah, really, really
1: good. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the anniversary event. I think it's a certainly a sleeper for. Match of the uh, sorry for um, show of the year. Um, top to
0: bottom, this might have been better than Wrestle Kingdom.
1: I disagree. Um, but I this think... didn't
0: have a Cody vs. Juice on it. Why have you brought that up? <laughs> <laughs> we were having such a good podcast, honestly. Genuinely, this podcast
1: has gone quite well. And then you bring up that. Bullshit. What the fuck's wrong with <laughs> you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Anyway, um, as I mentioned earlier on the podcast, um, the New Japan Cup uh, rounds round one has finished with the last of the matches culminating today. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go through the tournament matches. We're not bothered with the undercard. I'll be honest, Chris, I haven't watched the undercard. I've literally um, I've, just watched the
0: tournament I matches. Any, I haven't watched any of it. It's the G1 thing. You don't watch the, fucking, you don't watch the ta- no. tag matches, do you? So, we'll so start, I,
1: Yeah, we'll start with that one. Um, mm. And uh, what a way to open the tournament! We oh my had god, Nakinishi losing to Yoshihashi in twelve minutes twenty six seconds with the This is one out of ten. Look. This was this is boring and botchy. This is one out of ten.
0: I'll give it two because <laughs> two's the worst rating I ever gave him. The young lion, and it was another Naganishi match.
1: Nakanishi's like a tree, any.
0: Um, he's a former champion.
1: I know. He, yeah, but he was like that when he was champion. What makes me what I can't understand is how the fuck has Yoshihashi managed to lock in the butterfly lock around those fucking shoulders. He's enormous. <laughs> um but Yoshihashi not a I mean he's a he's a he's literally a solid mid carder Nakanishi he, is
0: he, the worst um, of the dads. The the word serviceable in the dictionary has Yoshihashi next to it.
1: Yeah, just under the word average. Um so. I mean it's it's a two star, it's not a good match. In fact, the first the first night was not a great night for the New Japan Cup because it was followed up with Homma taking the pin against no. Tai Chi. No, 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 no. Hang on. Just let me just let me finish it. With Holy Emperor's Crucifix Tomb, which is a great name for a move.
0: <laughs> Chris this, this
1: went 17 minutes. This went almost 18 minutes.
0: How much did you hate Tai Chi though?
1: It's not that I hated Tai Chi. <laughs> it's the fact that after 15 minutes, I was begging for the match to end.
0: Here's the thing. Homner was actually a G1 highlight not three or four years ago.
1: When he was looking for his first win.
0: Yeah. That's fine. It's, it's, not, it's not just that. He'd have like these brutal matches and that's how he got the respect to Togunakabe. It was great stuff. But yeah, he stopped years past it. He's too many neck injuries in at this point. Three stars. Oh, sh- yeah yeah. I, d- yeah I don't think he like, did not get but be- he did not give a best rap draw the first round did he like- no he did not no he did not at all um, and i'm liking how he's now coming through the crowd how he's t- just taking sort of fucking um is- he is- sort of yeah <laughs> enveloped is bit
1: can we talk it's- about the weird sort of like I, t- I don't even know how to describe what the fuck Homer came to the ring dressed as like, it was
0: like a fucking Super Sentai
1: thing. It was. It looked bizarre. It looked shit. It did not film with confidence. Yeah, have you ever seen
0: Power Rangers, the movie?
1: Which <laughs> one? The new one or the old
0: one? The old one. The no, new I one was actually not. quite good. The old one. Um... It's only
1: because it's got Elizabeth Banks in it. Who?
0: Sorry. Um did I say who? who? I don't know. <laughs> the
1: actor's not. <Bob>. Jesus Christ.
2: You <laughs> haven't seen the watch pink movies, one. man. <laughs>
1: Right, let's let's move on with because I can't believe Chris doesn't know who Elizabeth Banks is. Is
0: um, she the pink one? Anyway, no? okay.
1: <laughs> um, we move on to the semi-main event, which was Juice Robinson taking the pinfall against Chase Owens. Just exceeded at, all expectations after a package driver after twenty-four minutes and thirty-six seconds. It exceeded all expectations, but it suffered from the same thing as the previous match. It went on too fucking long. This match should never, ever, ever been anywhere near approaching 25 minutes. Anywhere near.
0: If it was a 15-minute match, I think it would be much better.
1: We've been looking at a seven-star match. If it had gone 15 minutes, but it didn't, Mm. and it really suffered for it. It really dragged towards the end. However, this is setting Chase up for a shot at the United States Championship. I think Chase is a good um, challenger for that. Certainly. He's a decent
0: transition feud.
1: Yeah, like... absolutely. He's a decent defense for Juice. Um, I think that the chances of Chase had taken it are very, very slim, but he looked good in this match. He was serves to win this match. They seem to be giving him a mini-push. Um, So, yeah, a, a decent match. I'd say, what, four?
0: I'd get, no, four would indicate that. I, I there was never a point where I was fully not invested in this match.
1: From 15 minutes to 24 minutes, I was.
0: All right, okay, but like, there was never, like, I was looking at my fee to see how, lo- to try and guess how much longer this match was going to go, but I was never at a point where, oh, but, but like, we weren't botching, they we weren't doing anything else. This was, I'd give us a five. This was, like, bang average, bang in middle. Right, we'll give it that then.
1: Um, and the main event, which was fucking brilliant. Um, like,
0: look at look at fucking Naganishi, then look at Nagata, and then Naganishi should just retire. <laughs> I know.
1: Uh, Garth, this is your jam, mate. This is two dudes beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) This is completely your jam, mate. Uh, Yuji Nagata taking the pinfall against Tomohiro Ishii after 21 minutes and 34 seconds after a brain buster. I mean, what is there left to say? There was nothing hard. There was nothing flowery. There was nothing. There was no flips. There was two men literally kicking and beating mm-hmm. the fucking shit out of each other. There was superplexes was my... and all
0: sorts. What do you think was more brutal? This
1: or um, Ishii's match against Suzuki? At Power Struggle? Yeah. This. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, this is better
1: than the Power Struggle match, definitely. Yes, and we gave that seven stars. No, we didn't. We gave it eight. We, t- get,
0: we give it eight. I, I, I still don't think this is quite a nine, because there's no, no way in hell Nagata was going over. But
1: No, there wasn't, but... Just for pure fucking strength and the fact oh, that yes. they literally beat the piss out of each other and just just won a match. I thoroughly, just, thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: How's, how's Nagada still going? Like we said this last year about strong style of old, like with his match against Volta. How the fuck is he still I don't doing understand. it? He says he's going to wrestle till he's seventy. And I think he is. I think he has Hawkeys, and that's how he's so good.
1: <laughs> Love it. So we move on to night two. Um this wasn't a good night. I'll be honest, this, mm-hmm. this wasn't yeah. even really saved by the main event, whereas the other match was. I'm literally going to go through it, and we're going to give our star ratings. Can
0: I quickly talk about um, Elgin Okada when we get to it? That's fine.
1: Lance Archer and Toa Hanare, literally Fuck nothing off. to talk about. Uh, Lance Archer went over with a blackout. I don't really understand what they've got to gain with Lance Archer going over over Hanare, but there we are, 11 minutes, 11 seconds. It was probably 10 minutes too long. I'd give it 3
0: yeah, yeah. I think like there's no real, no real it It's just remarkable.
1: I think Hanare's. You know the fact that Hanare managed to get Lance Archer for a vertical stalling suplex, considering you know, Lance I Archer's think, size. You no, know, I think that impressive. alone makes it for. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll grant him that. Um, we then move on to Mad Mikey Nichols taking on Hikuleo. Um, 8 minutes 55 seconds Mikey Nichols goes over with a Mikey Bomb now aside this from is... having the worst named move ever um, I don't remember what it's called it's it's called the Mikey Bomb oh oh right, fuck I thought you were kidding no, that that's <laughs> literally what it's called the Mikey Bomb now, Hikileo does not look, he's not as green as he was no he's still fucking green though
0: he's better than Cody Hall was
1: well, yeah, but there are there are lamp that are better than quote Cody Hall is. Um, I'm a better wrestler than Cody Hall.
0: No, you're not. You've never mm. seen me wrestle.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> we almost saw Garth wrestle Finn Balor. <laughs> him out on Twitter. <laughs> you
0: deleted those fucking tweets, Garth. I'm annoyed. Twat.
1: Um. All right.
2: I must have been cleaning, cleaning
1: house. <laughs> Get rid of the evidence. Um, this was serviceable. I think it was serviceable because Mikey Nichols carried the match.
0: Um, yeah, his, I'm looking forward to seeing Mikey Nichols against someone who can work.
1: Yeah, well, Carter. Um, yeah. I think, I think this, is, this is another four-star match.
0: No, I don't think there's anything remarkable enough to call it a four, to be honest. I'll give it a three. Fair enough.
1: Right. Right. The semi-main event of night two, Osprey versus Farley. Osprey goes over Hurricane Rana, eleven minutes thirty seconds.
0: Farley just can't move at this point.
1: This was a, this wasn't a good match. It was no, a-
0: and like there was points where like you could trick your brain into thinking it was good. This was the big versus small dynamic, but it's sort of like, eh. Like, I don't see why Fale is anything more than a heater at this point. He should not be in this cup. I think that's the problem with the New Japan Cup. But I think me and you neglected in the build-up. We just looked at the amazing matches coming up. We saw sort of the Nightos versus Abushi's Ibushi. coming up, and we neglected the fact that expanding it to thirty-two people, there is not enough talent um, talent in the heavyweight division to accommodate it.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, even the end where Osprey countered the uh, bad luck fall into the Hurricane Ron, mm-hmm. it looked so Swappy. messy. Um, yeah, I'd this give is it, a
0: bad decision.
1: Yeah, I'd give it five on, on the, on the premise that Osprey looked okay.
0: No, I was Osprey looked really good, and Farley sort of got beaten in a sort of fluke, so you can sort of play that off. Talk to Not Osprey's best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, five,
1: um, serviceable. So, main event: Kazutsko Okada goes over Michael Elgin, twenty-four mm-hmm. minutes and six seconds after a rainmaker. Now, I will they've say, had such
0: good matches before that's.
1: That's the thing, yeah. This isn't the best match that we've seen Okada and Elgin have. They've had better matches in the G1. They've had better matches in previous years. This, it was a good match. It was mm-hmm. a good match. It was the best match of the night by a mile, though it didn't have much competition. But they have had better matches.
0: And that's what annoys me about this, is that they've had a 10 out of 10 in the G1. And when, like, problem with Elgin, he stopped wearing the singlet. I think that's why he's suddenly become a bit shit.
1: <laughs> that That's definitely where all his power lay. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I was power laying that, and in your back of your head, you thought, "Ooh, maybe he'll take sexual abuse allegations seriously." That would be only thing keeping him going. Yes, um, that's definitely
1: what happened. <laughs> that's definitely what happened.
0: Um, yeah, definitely what happened. But no, he's he, he sort of went down. I don't know what happened. Like, I doubt it's the thing that Like that was obviously just a joke. But um, it's not a great. It's not a great match. No, it's not. A gra- and, that's, and again, even in the G1 this year, Elgin was immensely disappointing in like, all the matches you'd expect him not to be disappointing in like against Suzuki. like His best match in the G1 for Elgin this year was against fucking Yoshihashi, which sort of says it all. Yeah.
1: Will Tagley, um, he was disappointed with Jeff Cobb.
0: No, that's the thing. He wasn't disappointing for the first two nights, but then they just blew through all their spots too quickly. Yeah, but then again, he doesn't like Jeff Cobb, does he?
1: (laughs) That's true, because all he wants to do is hang out with War
0: Raiders. Um,
1: I'd give it, I'd give it six.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like also, there was a few repeated spots in previous matches, and he just felt like, oh, great, I'm just watching the highlights from previous matches. So yeah, I'd give it a six. Yeah, but I'd give it. Go on. If these were new spots, I'd give it higher. Yeah.
1: Okay. uh, Yeah, I get this. Um, Moving on to night three, and Garth, trust me, night four will take us no time at all. Um, <laughs> night three, this was a fucking stellar night uh, it didn't start that way we had Tenzan losing to Taguchi in 12 minutes and 8 seconds after a roll up I'm literally not saying anymore it was, it was three stars, my girlfriend walked in whilst Tenzan was wrestling and her first statement was, oh my god, his ankle so, you know, because I actually pointed out I was like, look at that, she went, oh my god, his
0: ankle how can, how can people always work, walk in and be watching wrestling at the worst possible time?
1: I mean, there are worse times. There are worse that, that times to watch. Wrestling. There are worse times I mean, for a girl to walk in, especially when the camera zooms on zooms in on muffin ass's ass. What's this you're know. watching? I swear to God it's wrestling. Um, but, like there were
0: times where it would just be less awkward to get a porn of the fucking screen. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're looking for anal sluts three and you just can't find it. <laughs> um
0: fucking <laughs> back door to, to China.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um Hall of Fame. Um so Taguchi, going over, probably the right decision. I don't want to see another Tanzan match. However, three stars. Yeah. Um,
0: who's Taguchi got next
1: round? Uh, Tanahashi.
0: Oh, that's going to be fucking great.
1: That's going to be a good match. Speaking of Tanahashi, he went over Shota Umino in the next match with a Texas Clover hold after 60 mm. minutes of 48 seconds. This was a really, really good match.
0: Umino is just proving himself every day. He's doing really well for himself.
1: I don't agree with the people saying he shouldn't go on excursion. No, that's that's literally the wrong thing to say. He needs I mean, to go yeah, on excursion. People,
0: he needs to learn. Like He shouldn't go to Ring of Honor, because no. Jesus fuck. Because did you see fucking when showing your own fucking ring of You know what, send him to refra, I think that would actually do. Good. I think the yeah. British crowd would do something good.
1: Absolutely. I love Shoturumino here. He showed a bit of arrogance, showed a bit of character here as opposed to mm-hmm. just being a bland young lion attempting to use Tanahashi's Texas hold against him. I love that. Um mm-hmm. but Tanahashi put he, him over massive here.
0: He very much wrestled like, I'm probably not gonna win this, but I'm gonna
1: make a statement type thing. Exactly. And the commentary team did a fantastic job of putting show over here and you know what there was a moment even though we knew he was never going to win there was a moment during one of the pinfalls when tanahashi kicked out at the last possible minute where he genuinely got me he genuinely got me
0: tanahashi has um, been very giving recently considering he didn't like if you go back to like 2011 2012 he was not a giving person no to people low event like he didn't even give um debit 10 minutes so.
1: No, but you know this was an this was excellent. Sixty minutes, forty eight seconds. The young lion went, and he was in yeah. the Texas Clover Hole for fucking years. Yeah, he was in it for ages before he tapped. I think I think this is seven stars.
0: I would give it seven, seven. Like this is it, this is the best example of a young boy doing well in a long time.
1: Yeah. Like, like wow, he's still a young boy. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, finally, we get to the seven. No, we don't. Finally, what am I on about? Semi main event now. We move to Evil, losing to Zack Sabre Jr. in 15 minutes and 33 seconds with, and get ready for this, this is the move he lost with. Hurrah, another year, surely this one will be better than the last. The inexorable march of progress will lead us all to happiness. What kind of a fucking move name is that?
0: I want. It's, they're just making move lanes long, so Kevin Kelly can't shout it for fucking three seconds.
1: Well, I know he tried <laughs> to do with the demo, <laughs> but, but thank God he didn't do it. Um This was probably the best singles match I've seen between Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. I thought this was absolutely excellent.
0: Was, this one's good. I think I preferred um what the New Beginning one. I think we gave that one. I think we yeah. gave
1: that eight. So we're yeah. giving this seven.
0: And no, I'd say this is like about equal. Just ones are slightly higher, right?
1: See, I preferred this one, and it was mainly because the transitions here seemed a lot smoother. And I don't know why there was just bits that were like fucking hell. That was smooth. I think it was the section at the end. Every time Evil went for the "everything is evil" and Zach Sabrejun just had this new, completely in, in just ingenious way of manipulating Evil's body. It was, it was yeah. just brilliant. It was really, really good. Really strong showing for Zack Sabre Jr., who, by the way, moves to 5-0 and in the New Japan Cup. Hasn't lost a match yet. Yeah,
0: yeah, he does, doesn't he?
1: And, right, we move on to my match of the week. Um, the main event, Kota Ibushi beating Tetsuya Naito in 20 minutes and 38 seconds with a kamogoye Now, this, Chris, went 20 minutes and 38 seconds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Juice Robinson match went almost 25
0: this didn't feel 20 minutes, but...
1: This didn't feel 20 minutes. This was action-packed. That first section, with all the reversals, and then Naito rolls out into the Tranquilo pose and Kota Ibushi's posing, mm-hmm. everything from that to the noise of the crowd, we knew we were going to be experiencing this outstanding match. Basically, what I nicknamed this match was Neck Break the Musical. Um, mm. Because literally, the amount of times they dropped each other on their necks was absolutely insane
0: yeah apps they shouldn't keep doing that but it was proper good
1: this this like, was this has been matched to the tournament by a mile so far absolutely absolutely
0: it hasn't had the best competition to be like the the biggest competition is ishii versus a 50 a year old man but and that was outstanding but yeah i'd i'd give it i'm i'm
1: giving it 10 stars i don't think i'd give
0: uh, I I give it a nine. Wow. Just but there were some slight like there some bits with um, Ibushi going across the ropes were just a bit staggered that like this took me out a bit a tiny bit. But I I'm not going to argue with your ten. It's a personal thing. Yeah, for I'm, me, a-
1: for my nine. But I'm getting ten. I think this as a match it was absolutely outstanding. It was everything we wanted from Kota Ibushi. It was everything we wanted from Naito who sold like a mother. Um, Ibushi just constantly looks like an absolute badass, and I think it's only a matter of time before he's IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Um night four, this is the final Like Garth, promise. Um night four, this was not a good night. Um we'd got no. Yano going over Davy Boy Smith Jr. again uh, in five minutes and thirty seconds. I'm giving this three stars because Davy
0: Boy is so good. Why do they keep fucking it?
1: I don't I understand Yano's inclusion in the G1 to you mm-hmm. know provide the surprise upsets. I don't understand what having Yano in the new Japan Cup achieves.
0: Well, it provides we
1: have 32 heavyweights and
0: we need to fucking fill the gaps.
1: Though, to be fair, I understand it more than this result with Colt Cabana going over Maccabay.
0: I would rather... Okay, I'm going to disagree. I would rather see Cabana um, Um, go on, but Maccabay... Maccabay's just... He's immobile at this point.
1: I mean, I I disagree. I think it's dog shit. And uh, he's not... I just... No. No, there's no way that Yano and Kolkabana should be in the next round of the New Japan Cup. Absolutely not. One or the other, not that's, fucking both. That's mode.
0: why it excites me. Don't you remember that fucking tag match from night two of On Rising? That's funny as hell. We're not talking about it.
1: Um, the semi-main event, then, was Kojima against Suzuki, with Suzuki going over in 30 minutes, 43 seconds, with a gotch-style pal-driver. This was a really good match. Far better than this was I thought good. it was going to be. Um, well,
0: last thing, Kojima and Nagata are the dads who can still go. yeah. So
1: even if Kojima's machine gun
0: chops are the worst thing ever. Oh, fucking... They don't look like they have impact. And they fucking ha- have had them be a fucking key part of him going Walter. Fuck off. I
1: know. They're, they're the worst thing I've ever seen. They're, them and Tanzan's Mongolian chops are the worst things I've ever seen. Um, I, I'd give this six. I still think, I'd give it six.
0: I give it a six, slightly above average just because Suzuki brings back to his matches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then it was followed by Sonata versus Goto. Um, 20 minutes 47 with Sonata winning with a rounding body press. I'm going seven stars. It's it's the worst main event, I think, with the exception of Okada and Elgin. And you know why? I know exactly why, and that's why we're not going into it in much detail. There was not a lot to speak about. Sonada is a very technically accomplished wrestler. There's not a lot else to say. There was no you know, there's no huge spots that made me think, Fucking hell, this is an absolutely outstanding match. There was no moment where I thought, Jesus, I need to, you know, tell people about how good this match is. It was a case of this is an alright match. It's a decent main event, seven stars. This card made
0: this um run of Four matches made me want to go back and do essay work. <laughs> That's how bored I
1: was. It, it was not a good night. Do you agree with seven yeah. stars?
0: No, I'd give this six.
1: Well, I, I did not. you didn't argue with my ten stars for Ibushi and Naito, so I won't argue with your six. So there we go. That is our review of New Japan, the anniversary, and the New Japan Cup. We've tried to do it as quickly as possible. Um but we're still at an hour and thirty six and we haven't done what's impact yet. <laughs>
0: what? but we still have best of Super Juniors and the D one ahead of us. Jesus Christ.
1: Good luck. Right. Separate separate. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um now, Garth, your yeah. challenge is yeah. to do impact as quickly as possible. Okay? Right. Garth for impact politics. correspondent. What's happened, buddy?
2: Um I mean there was there Was some story progression. I wouldn't say there was nothing in it, but it was mi- The matches were pretty inconsequential, yeah. It was more so the story. So, we had Rich Swan versus Ethan Page come as a like sort of kickoff, it was a decent match. Um, Rich Swan gets the win, but that was more sort to set up Sammy and OVE coming out, uh, to confront Rich Swan at the end, uh. Sammy gets on the mic, says, um, "Tonight is the night. This is the night you join your family. Put on the OVA shirt. Family is everything." You said last week that you are that we are family. Blah 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 at the hospital. So, Rich one puts on the OVA shirt. Really? Um, yep. Uh, so then, sort of Sammy Callahan turns to sort of the where the camera is and starts shouting, sort of everything. OVA. Rich one just kicks him in the back of the head. <laughs> Right, and it looked legit. Like, like it goes down, and then he double cut as the, um, the Chris Brothers. Um, yeah, it's good. So we're still. <laughs> I thought, was it... go on. So this, I mean, this is obviously setting up a feud, but it was just a good sort of quick. They've, they've eked this out for so long. The, I think what they've done well is they've built up the fact they've got history. Yeah. So when there's some when they go into the feud, there's actually something there. It's not just oh I don't like you, let's have a fight. So it's it's a good feud, like I said, like the the turn was good and Rich one's gonna put on a good match.
1: Oh absolutely, absolutely.
2: Um Sammy Callahan's gonna put on decent, so yeah, looking forward to that one. Um Then we had a couple of sort of little skittle recaps, except of separate um Johnny um impact and um Brian Cage were both taken to the hospital after last week's episode. Oh, right. um, because they were destroyed by Moose and uh, Killer Cross.
1: Can I just say, Moose looking fucking resplendent?
2: Honestly, he's the fucking star of this whole show. He is amazing. I love him. Um,
0: it's so weird because he used to just not care. Like he used to still come out and like he was running in Pants on Impact, and then yeah. So it's just I'm glad. So the
2: I mean the, the recap that then we get um Ace Austin debut. Right. Who I, I don't know anything about him really, but um, a decent match against some jobber called Jake Atlas.
0: <laughs> a, oh man, Jake Atlas debut? I'm kidding. What
1: what a generic name.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is Austin awesome. totally reminded us of um, a young, like Johnny Impact sort of stuff. It seems sort of parkour, kick based stuff. You mean um, so he's just not going to progress in the next 10 years? Probably. Yeah. Um <laughs> he was alright. I mean a couple of, um he, I think his fin- his finish was where well, his sort of one his secondary finish was like a sort of springboard spinning kick to the face in the corner. It was a pretty cool move. Fair. Um and then he has a finishing move called the the fold, which was like a pinning, spinning blockbuster type move. Which again was pretty good, it was a decent match. Okay. Um a decent debut. Um, he hasn't spoke or anything like that, so it was alright. But then the next bit was so funny because <laughs> they have this fucking reporter dude, some South American reporter who was an investigative journalist, but he's totally terrible, right? And he's just a really shit sort of interview. And all he does is he's like, "I'm asking the hard questions," but he doesn't because he just puts across statements. So we're saying Johnny Impact, you didn't do very well last week. I so, was the question? <laughs> <laughs> but the best thing about this bit is like we're going live to Johnny Pack via satellite.
1: Oh God.
2: So, I haven't heard that since the nineties. No, I was thinking that.
1: When was that? Just say Skype like a normal person.
2: Or like time. Johnny, Johnny sit, Johnny sitting there with his neck brace on, um, like sort of pretending to be all injured. Sat next to his like footballer's wife, um, like uh, Tyre in oh, like God. a leopard print all in one.
1: <laughs> I, just, I can't take to it. I cannot I,
2: take to it. I can Um And then it sort of jo- like Johnny and Buck sort of. Yeah, well, I will. I will give a uh, Johnny Cage a match when I'm better. But the talk about neck infusion. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Bloody hell. Um, yeah. So there's that. Which I mean, he went down last week during the match, just sort of clutching his neck after doing one of his moves. So it's obviously. Part of the story, I'm guessing. Well, you'd hope I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, it's not real, so.
1: Wrestling is not yeah. real. Wrestling yeah, is, is not me? real. I hate um, to tell and you. And then,
2: and then, oh my god! I'll tell you what isn't real. Go on. Alicia, man. any talent that Alicia Edwards <laughs> thinks she's got cause it's fucking dreadful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a segue! That's she's amazing.
2: In, she's in yeah. the ring cutting this fucking dreadful promo. About how her contract's expiring. <laughs> right. Like, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> but, like, said, my contract's expiring. <coughs> there are other options. Um, what's oh, next? Dear. Blah, blah, blah. And then of all the people that come down. Desi Hit Squad come down and interrupt that. Oh my God.
1: How do we make this worse? Let's put some Desi, and then Desi Hit just,
2: Squad on it. And they just cut, like, a really sexist promo because obviously, you know, all Indian dudes are, like, sexist. Sexy. Sexist. Oh,
1: right, it's okay. I was like, got a really sexy promo. <laughs> got a really sexy promo. Like...
0: Would you like to come back to my bedroom? <laughs>
2: um, so, uh, and then, so they're sort of, you should know your place. Um, the, the, the best part was Gamma. Gamma Singh says, women are only good for one thing. And then he said three things.
1: <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff.
2: <laughs> um, and then Eddie. Edwards comes down, obviously to sort of uh, take care of his wife, a uh, woman. But then the Desi Hit Squad beat the shit out of him, um, and then Eli Drake comes down to save him. Really?
1: Is this yep. going to be a new tag team potential?
2: Well, he keeps trying to do it because I mean, they the cut straight backstage after that, and he's like, "Come on, we've got something, we and we're going to be a tag team." And Eddie Edwards is like, "Nah, I don't want to." He's like, "Come on, we'll go and take out, we'll go and take out the Desi Hit Squad." He's like, "All right then." <laughs> So it's like, okay. <laughs> so that's like Eddie and Eli. Sounds like a fucking 90s pop duo. Oh, it
1: really does. Eddie and Eli. Brilliant. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, then we got the DWN moment, which was oh, Eddie Edwards versus <laughs> Jeremiah Crow. Right. Obviously that.
0: Oh, is that it. from Luke's Underground versus Impact? Yeah,
2: it was from last yeah. year. Um, I sort of skimmed through. It was decent. It was all right. But it was just sort of, regular match really um, and then we got to the honestly my favourite part of the whole show Moose and Killer Cross backstage
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to it's like part, after you told me about my promo last week I've watched it like 10 times I just it's... can't get enough of Killer Cross shouting stuff honestly this this is so fucking like Killer Cross comes across as like so,
2: total schizophrenic because <laughs> they the, the standing there with um, oh what you call them um, Melissa Santos.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, she says, "So, um, can I get your thoughts on last week?" And uh, sort of Moose is like, "It's a great day today." And he says, uh, "Melissa, I've got to see you looking beautiful, as I suspect am I am." <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing this like sort of salmon pink jacket <laughs> and this shirt and I these wh- I think it's kind of, like white it's like white trousers. His and, costume uh, and- is
1: fantastic.
2: But the best part is, he goes. Uh, he turns to Killer Cross. He goes. He says, "Yeah, I can see you checking out my um, custom-made Jean Paul Gaultier. I put this just for you, Cross." Because <laughs> apparently, cool. Cross's favorite designer is Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah. And um, and they, Killer Cross is like just like nothing. Like, yeah, I like it. I like it. He takes his glasses off, and he's a fucking psychopath. And he just keeps calling um Johnny Impact Johnny Neck Brace. <laughs> and it's just the way they just fucking. Like it's just the way the the bounce off each other. It's it's absolutely perfect.
1: Just wheels falling off.
2: Like because he's doing that. He's saying like Johnny, every time you come back, I'm gonna put you back in hospital. And then straight after that, Moose says, right, so let's go celebrate. I've got a VIP seats at the best steakhouse in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just walk off camera. He's just
1: meant. <laughs> he is awesome. He's so, brilliant. Yeah,
2: it's just really really good. um Honestly, I can just watch them for the full hour and a half. <laughs>
0: think... No, no joke. If, if Impact was like a being the elite style show with Cross and Impact and Cross and Maze, I would actually watch it every week. It's,
2: it's brilliant. Um, we got another Rascals skit, which was just—it was all right. It was they talking about because um, the, the set up a match between the Rascals and Lucha Brothers at the end of the yep. show. Um, so they said they need to get masks to get power. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you, sure, and, are you sure? you are not
2: watching Lucha Underground? Honestly, it's like it's like first we get the mask, then we get the power, and then um, I think it's De- uh, Des holds up a Kikataro, whatever he's called.
1: Oh, that comedy wrestler.
2: Yeah, Kikotaro. with the little hat on and stuff. So Kikataro, yeah, eye. and then um, sort of. Vent keeps going. You've ripped his face off. What have you ripped his face off for? Because they're all high. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit sk- skit, so um, skin past that. And then we got, the second favourite part, The Dark War.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it's Team Jim Mitchell, which is Sue Young, Ali, and the Undead Maid on it, versus Team Rosemary, with Keira Hogan and uh, Jordan Grace. So it's just exactly what we had before okay yep. exactly. and
0: Grace is so good what the fuck is she doing in? but this?
2: they had the ring and it was all lit red whoa <laughs>
0: whoa to show that we're in the but, dark realm I, did you think Sin Cara was debuting that's, that's, that's why I've got in my notes <laughs> um,
2: but to be honest it was actually a good match it was really really good it was like, like much much better than it had any right to be um especially with Q Hogan there, but um, <laughs> I just love gi- Rosemary's gimmick. I loved it before she went away and I've seen her mm. in other stuff, but um, she, she was dressed like Venom. So
0: she still that from
2: Johnny Gargano. Uh, Finn Balor stole on her. <laughs> but uh, it was good. It was um, it seemed to be a lot of um, sort of Kira brutalising uh, Sue Young. Yeah. But it's like it's just shit but like Conan's standing there. Glenn Gilberty comes over. I'm looking for Don Callis. Where is he? Oh, he's in there in the office. So Glenn Gilberti goes in the office. Somebody's sitting in the chair, he starts giving them loads of shit. It turns out to be Killer Cross. So Killer Cross kicks his ass. <laughs> 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 Which is what we all want in life. And then fucking And then Glen Gilberty comes out of the, the room and he's all tears and stuff and it's going to sort of it's making it look like he's been sort of punched drunk. And then you start hearing fucking uh, Vince Russo, like parts of his radio show, <clears throat> playing in <laughs> Glenn <Galberti's> head. <laughs> Honestly. Right. It's, they've been smoking some crack at that show.
1: Apparently so. Um, it's like
2: raw. So yeah, um, that's a running theme as well, the Glenn thing. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, there was quite a funny bit with them. to be fair. There's like these three dudes stood with their back to him, and one's got sort of bleached white hair, and the other two have got long hair, and he walks up and he's like, Matt, Nick, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn around, and it's obviously not them. <laughs> I love that, it's amazing. Because um, he's like, because uh, he says Matt, Nick, Cody. That could be a really good booker for uh, all elites. <laughs> it's
0: just fucking. Uh...
2: Sorry. Uh, he ends up finding Scott DeMore, and then Scott DeMore says, Don's doing um, commentary like he does every week. <laughs> so uh, so fucking Disco's like, all right, I'll go and do some commentary <laughs> Oh,
0: God. <laughs> honestly, it's. Is it's Disco Inferno becoming the dead pill of
2: DNA. He is like that because it's so like, self referential. It's like he's almost talking to the camera. Um, I mean, it was it was entertaining, it was funny enough. But it went on far too long, yeah. and it's continued into the next sketch with Scarlet Bordeaux.
0: Oh God, <laughs> I could, I could just hear uh, Rob sink.
2: Like... Well, he's 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 he goes on the commentary. Josh Matthews goes into the ring, calls Sco- calls Scarlet down. She comes down. Apparently, it was her first in-ring debut. She doesn't fight. She just talks in the ring. And then Glenn Gilberty comes out, comes into the ring because she calls him out for saying that he was like, a, he was because he wore the turkey suit and stuff like that.
1: Oh, good. We're referencing that dog shit then.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, so she's, she's standing there and he starts saying, You suck. You shouldn't be in the ring. Women shouldn't be wrestling. Blah, blah, blah. Oh and God. at this moment, it was just like, Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Uh, so she just slaps him and she properly slaps him because his face goes beetroot. Um, and then she says, basically, um, next time I see you, I'm going to kick your ass and make my bitch. Fair so they so they've set up uh, Scarlet Bullet versus Disco Inferno <laughs> for a match.
1: Oh, god, that that's literally <laughs> a, oh. that is match
2: of a week material. It's oh, fucking dreadful. I cannot wait um, for your
1: review of that match.
2: Aye, Rebellion apparently 20th of April.
1: You're fucking joking. They're actually putting no. that on pay per view.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's gonna be one of the highlights. Fuck Um surely they get... should put it mini weekend. Surely. Oh hopefully. At the same time as the mini main event as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did get a, a good bit with Tessa backstage. Um just basically all pissed off as usual. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how goes it she says um it's basically she's gonna face off against Jordan Grace, which next week which will be good
0: like yeah. right, good finally Jordan Grace has been booked in a match
2: so, yeah and then next and then like sort of the winner from that gets a shot at the title whereas so Tess we... is like hang on a minute I haven't got my fucking rematch <laughs> to
1: be fair how many rematches does yes she did I know she did I was thinking <laughs> she's thinking she's,
2: she's had two oh okay uh, right
1: yep. carry um, do
2: carry on and then and then we got the main event which was a really really good match The Rascals versus Lucha Brothers. Yep. Just what you would expect from these two. Just loads of flippy shit. Um, Fast paced stuff. Loads of sort of double moves, double team moves. Um, Tez was like the sort of standout in this match. He was excellent. Um, And then um, Wentz and Phoenix as well. Sort of. They were outside at the sort of corner posts and. Des ran it, went, and he sort of um, sort of gave him a boost up, and he flipped him over the ring post from the outside onto the Lucha Brothers. It's fucking insane. No. Like, he just just missed the top of the ring post, um, and then the Luchas get the win with uh, obviously like the the, pen, the driver. Yeah, um, and it, it was good. And then like really, like, that was like the best match of the night easily. Um, and then it goes to backstage where Conan basically orders. The Lucha Brothers to give LAX a rematch, so it seems like they're sort of planting the seed for their being a proper heel turn. Do you think that we
1: are going to get LAX taking on the Lucha Brothers again at Rebellion, or do you think we're going to get new competitors? I mean, they they did f- label the last one the last chapter. It would seem know, like a bit of thing. a kick in
2: the teeth if it wasn't. I think it's, I think it's, it's got to happen because. The way Conan was like, Conan sort of comes out and he's talking and he says, You look, you're dealing with me now and I'm ordering you to do this match. Yeah. And then, then like, the Lucha with sort of look at each other and go, Well, what would what do we do? As if he's the sort of ringleader. So.
0: I'm annoyed Conan's about actually, because he died in fucking Lucha Underground season one. He should still be dead. <laughs> fucking kayfabe.
2: Yeah, well, so did that kid that the knocked over. No, oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> So,
2: I mean, overall, it was like, it was a good match. Um And a good, a decent. Oh dear, I say a decent show. It flew over because it was only pretty much an hour. But they need more matches and like
0: proper matches, not all these stupid skits backstage. That's the thing I keep finding with Impact and is uh, whenever I've jumped on or when I'm hit, listening to you talk about it, their roster is not deep. They need a deeper that, roster.
2: I think that's the biggest problem they've got. It's they're obviously working on other people's schedules as well. Mm-hmm. So. But I mean, like I say, it was it was it was an easy watch, and I mean uh, the stories are moving on and it's setting up the matches for the next pay per view. But the problem we've got is in between all of this, we've got this one night only thing with RVD and Sabu and all this stuff, which is well,
0: that's for mainly weekend show, isn't it?
2: That's yeah, United. it's not really going to mean anything. Yeah, and it's it's just an exhibition, really. But they're really pushing it hard.
0: But that's what that's what you have to do. I mean, yeah, for many a weekend to get people through the dark is like and not being funny. Impact doesn't have a viewer base it once was. It's not going to draw ahead no, of really like Ring of Honor nowhere. or even MLW. So nowhere near. Um, no idea. So moving on. Right.
1: Thank you very much, Garth. Now at the moment we said that we weren't going to go to two hours, and as I speak, we're on one hour fifty-seven. So <laughs> I've done a terrible job of that. What I suggest and. Ladies and gentlemen, you are privy to an on-air production meeting. Um, <laughs> what I recommend is the wrestling classic we do as a separate podcast later in the week and release that later.
0: I think that's the better idea.
1: Just because otherwise this is going to go two and a half hours easy.
2: Easy. Mm.
1: Yep. Are we up for that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. do right, yeah. So the final section of our podcast today, ladies and gentlemen, you've just had a little sneak, into, uh, a little sneak peek into our very squalid world. Um, you... Is our match of the week. So Garth, we'll start with you. What was your match of the
2: week, bro? Um I'm not gonna pick a impact one because probably only the Lucha Brothers won, but so I'm gonna go with uh the US championship match on SmackDown, because Joe won. And he's my favourite.
1: <laughs> Fair enough, that's a that's a very reasonable reason to pick it.
2: And uh, I was elated that he's finally got some silver win. I just hope they use him right. I just hope I they use him right. I mean, the promo we cut after it was magnificent as well.
1: He's calling out Cena. I mean, I'd love,
2: yeah. I'd love
1: to see Cena versus Samoa Joe. Are we going to see it? Probably not.
0: But... Well, we haven't had a really good Cena match for two years now, which yeah. makes me slightly um...
1: When was the last decent I mean he had a decent match with Nakamura in that number one contendership match? That was a decent match. His last really good
0: one was versus AJ. I was gonna see that one
1: with AJ, didn't he? Yeah, when was that? Was that that, that was two years? Two years ago. The money in the bank rumble. Rumble. Yeah, it was a decent yeah, Yeah, that was a decent match. It's it's been a long time. So Samoa Joe would put him, you know, would force him into a good match. But then again, you know, it's what they've been told to do. We thought that the AJ versus Samoa Joe matches would be decent and they were they were okay at best. I don't think they were anything special. Um,
0: Chris, what's your match of the week? It's <laughs> Like, initially, it was, I thought nothing was going to top um low key versus Tom Lawler in MLW. And then um, NXT UK happened. And I was like, oh, this Travis Banks versus Devlin match. This is amazing. Travis Banks jumped off a fucking balcony.
1: Really? But then, what?
0: yeah like and with no one to catch him with Devlin,
1: oh my god,
0: yeah, um, they let him fly round and fucking NXT u k you can tell it's being um it's partly being booked by the progress guys yeah um and then and then we had the anniversary show with which is my match of the week with um the osprey versus white match, I think it was better than Ibushi versus Naito personally, like I was just popping a lot more yeah. part of that maybe has to do with the fact that i um, had the results spoiled for the night or match, that might be partly why I'm not massive as massive on it as Rob is. But fucking, again, all, all the spots I mentioned before and more, it's just Jay White and our Space Fest New Japan match. So
1: Yeah, I mean, both of those, fair enough. I think both are really good matches. I've seen both of them and they are. Both absolutely outstanding matches for me, though. It, it's got to be that main event of the New Japan Cup night three between Ibushi and Naito. Just and I was so enthralled throughout it, kept me on the edge of my seat. And I, I think having the results spoiled for you, Chris, probably did take away from it because I didn't know we won. Mm-hmm. And I
0: still think it's the best match they've had,
1: yeah. I agree, I agree. I think it's better than the G1 match, mm-hmm. um, both G1 matches. And I, I reckon Meltzer will give this five stars. Um I mean he's given
0: Meltzer's Meltzer an unpredictable beast.
1: He is. He's given the Osprey J White match four and three quarters.
0: I've seen people say that's too high, they can fuck off.
1: Um, <laughs> I reckon it's about right. I think four and three quarters. To be fair, right. we
0: gave it a nine, so that is about right.
1: Yeah. I mean we are Meltzer. Um <laughs>
0: just... <laughs> We're better yeah. than Meltzer, we don't claim cancer do we No, that isn't actually what happened. Never mind.
1: Yeah. I think Meltzer's got a bad rap for that, to be fair. Um, but this match, you know, it was hard hitting, I didn't know the results so there was genuine moments of oh fuck, you know, you pop you you know, you're there with Ibushi has been dropped on his neck for the 16th time as he's hit with that reverse pile driver on the apron um, you know, it's... We
0: neglected to mention that what a fucking sick spot.
1: It was it was ridiculous, just unnecessarily dangerous, but it was such a good spot and it that entire night was really enjoyable I mean, you know, you've got Nagata and Ishii, which is probably the second best match of the New Japan Cup so far, but this far outweighed it. What a match, two fantastic competitors. I'm so glad Ibushi has signed for New Japan for another two years. Thank God. Great match. So, ladies and gentlemen, we promised not to go over two hours and we failed you because it's now two hours and two minutes, but I feel like we had a lot to cram into our podcast today with having reviewed Fastlane very, very briefly. Um, the New Japan Cup, days one to four, the anniversary show, Impact, and all of the news going on in the world of wrestling, even though it's all fake. Um, there's <laughs> there's a lot going on. So I think we've done well to cover it in two hours. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, we really do appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Podmania. Uh, Chris, I know you've Changed your bloody Twitter handle again, so thanks for that. Just was getting used to it. Mine's at real Rob Goodwin. Garth, what's yours?
0: Uh, Astrum Jackson. Chris. At Candy Chris ninety seven. Fuck. <laughs> sake.
1: <laughs> Can I just say as well, ladies and gentlemen, any issues you might have with the podcast, please direct them at Chris, because nine times out of ten they are his fault. Um. I don't think the length is my fault this week. No, I think everything else is, though, without a shadow <laughs> of a doubt. Um, in the Gosh. meantime, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to subscribe. To, I'm only joking, Chris. I love you, really. Um, don't forget. To I sub- am a
0: Mark Webber of this podcast. <laughs> you
1: really are. Don't forget to subscribe on any good uh, podcasting platform, iTunes, um, Google Play, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podbean. We're on them all. Please go check us out. Leave us reviews. Subscribe. It helps us. Loads, thank you so much. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at at is it real podmania? It's real podmania. That and Instagram are both that and um, Facebook PodMania Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will be back next week. See you later. You've been listening to the PodMania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PodMania. Facebook at Podmania Podcasts and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania and check out the website podmania.co.uk
0: Until next time wrestling fans